Stop. This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 Stop. hours a day, seven days a week on Bro. YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. Every single day presented by the advocates. And you guys, we're in the home stretch. I really need you to come through for homeless kids on Halloween. You know, it's a it's an initiative with the advocates. Um, they are working with the road home, and it's such a good cause, you guys. Imagine if you're a 10-year-old, you're homeless, you don't know where you're going to go to sleep that night, let alone have a moment of, I don't know, enjoyment, normalcy, wearing a Halloween costume, getting free candy, that's what childhood should be about. It shouldn't be about trying to figure out where you're going to sleep. It should be figuring out how to count all your candy. There is the Venmo for the advocates. So many of you have given a dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever you have. I'm asking you today, please consider it. We are just 21 days, three weeks away from Halloween. Um, and there are a lot of homeless kids that simply cannot afford and do not have the resources to trick or treat, to have a to have a Halloween costume. Let's take care of that. A dollar, and I'm serious. If you only have a dollar, if you have five dollars, that's great, you guys. It makes a huge difference. There is the Venmo. Screenshot it, and in the notes section, if you could put the Monty Show Halloween, that'd be perfect. If not, hey, put whatever you want. But please consider reaching into your pocket today for a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars to help homeless kids. Have a Halloween. What's up? How are you? Good to see you guys today on the Monty Show. Let's start the show where we always do, it seems like, updating how frustrated we are with prize picks. Uh, oh, wait, that's not usually. Uh, you know. Um, after getting piped by Brandon Jacobs last night, by five yards, I only needed five <laughs> yards. <laughs> They hand him the ball, he loses a yard, and then goes out of the game. They never they never run another play. Oh. Damn. So now I'm sitting here on Sonny Gray we, and the Twins. We. we. Two O's in losers, boy. Right. Losers. Um, Sonny Gray and the Twins are trailing 4 nothing to the Astros, but who cares about that? Right? Uh, we need Sonny Gray to strike out like 50 dudes. Uh, we have a great prize picks combo for you today. Um, this is my first one today. I have two working because I am so shell-shocked. <laughs> Look at Jake's prize pick because I have the same one. Sonny Gray and Nate Avaldi need to combine for eight pitcher strikeouts. Sonny Gray has five of them already. Let's go, baby. We He's hitting got tonight. five. So... I've got this bad boy working, Connor Bedard and Corey Seager, for five or more shots on goals and total bases combined. That's a win. I've got Dean Kramer from the Baltimore Orioles against the Texas Rangers. The Rangers are going to shellac Dean, but he's going to strike out four Rangers. Hey, Dean. Hey, Dean. Sidney Crosby for one assist in Aiden Hill of the VGKs with 23 saves. <laughs> I feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. I feel good about it, too. I think we're in a great place tonight. I needed five more yards from my guy at Price Picks uh, to win on Price Picks last mm -hmm. night, and Brandon Jacobs let me down. 
And frankly, it was shocking. It was hurtful. I could not believe it. Yeah. Could not believe it. Prize picks, uh, link in the description below. Promo code Monty. Hook it up. Let's get it done. All right. Let's get to work on the Monty Show because I know you guys are here to talk Pac-12. John Wilner dropped a huge Pac-12 story this morning um, about the details in which Washington, uh, the University of Washington, filed an appeal uh, asking for an immediate dismissal, really is more accurately, but it is an appeal to the injunction that the Pac-2 were able to get. Uh, Washington and the other nine schools, Washington filed the appeal to that, and then the other nine schools essentially wrote letters of character to back up Washington, uh, and they are fighting largely over cash in the conference. And we told you about this on the show uh, that the Pac-2 has a real opportunity to survive if they can get through mediation, if they can come to a negotiated settlement where the Pac-2 and the exiting 10 members of the Pac-12 Pac find a way to agree to disagree where all parties can be left somewhat whole or as whole as possible. That's the only outcome that benefits Oregon State and Washington State. And we've done a lot of work on this today. Our sources are telling us now that the Pac-2, Oregon State, and Washington State are, in fact, willing to share uh, those NCAA tournament units we've been talking about now for six weeks that amount to about $60.9 million, just short of $61 million. They are willing to share to what extent, I, I do not know, but my sources are telling me that the Pac-2 are, in fact, willing to negotiate on that number, and that should get conversations rolling. Now, we told you for about the last three weeks, the Pac-10 exiting schools and the Pac-2 remaining schools have been trying to open lines of communication. I would put it at three from what I understand what nothing to do with the negotiation. They want to just end this whole legal dispute dissolve the conference, divide it 12 ways. Oregon State and Washington State, in a lot of people's opinion, have them in black and white, in writing, saying that's not possible, which is why Washington and the other nine schools asked for a dismissal of the injunction that the Pac-2 currently is living under. I don't think they're going to get that. I think this arbitration is going to play out. I think there is going to be a settlement because, Jake, I think that's the only way a settlement that the Pac-2 can survive. Yeah, I mean, of course the Pac-2 wants to open negotiations on sharing those those units. Because, again, they need this to end. And the only way for it to end and them to also benefit is to settle. And the, how do we settle? Well, we come to agreement on how we want to essentially divide up things like, you know, basketball units or 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 resources in the conference or whatever the line item might be and and I think that's what you have to understand here is this is this is all very much a, a, a straightforward path to them getting what they want if you're the pack 2 you're you're essentially just trying to get conversations going so that you don't come anywhere near a courtroom to try to figure this thing out because a courtroom means you're well into Q1, you're probably February, March on a timeline, and you just don't have that kind of time. And so if you're the Pac-10 schools or the 10 that left, you're sitting here saying, yeah, we just want to be done with this, right? We just we just want to move along 
and at the same time we also feel entitled to get some benefit out of this you know it's not as though we left the conference early in our grant of rights because that would be a different situation these 10 schools let's not forget are leaving the conference as a grant of rights expires so they were free agents to be which is why all this goes into effect next year next season so that's why i say if you're the 10 who left you just want to get this figured out um and you're using the time crunch that the pack two are dealing with against them in my opinion that's how i'd be negotiating hey kirk schultz like you guys don't have forever here you you got to figure something out uh, so let's get talking. Let's get this going. And sure, there are always going to be members of those 10 schools that left who don't want anything to do with negotiations. That's just life. Some people don't like to negotiate. They don't like to have the conversation. That doesn't come as a surprise to me either. And as always with the Pac-12, there has always been schools that lead the group and others who follow. And that's, again, a natural progression of life. So to me, I look at this situation and I say, hey, like, You've got two sides that, for different reasons, want to accomplish the same goal, which is putting this thing to bed. If you're the Pac-2, you're running out of time. If you're the 10 who left, you're just looking to move on. You're looking to celebrate new beginnings, not continue to live in the past. And I think that's kind of where it stands at this point. Now, where this thing goes, what what the path to to survival, what you know, what what how this ends up working out, I think remains to be seen because based on how these negotiations go it could put the two remaining schools in kind of a tough spot like absolutely if, if you negotiate and you come up on with the short end of the stick per se in negotiations and you have a much lighter valuation of the things you got out of it than you initially thought when you were making this plan with the mountain west that could impact things now again that's speculation but i'm just saying that's what's on the table here for the two that are still sitting here so there is undoubtedly uh, a, a ton of X factors in this situation. Yeah, and I, I think when you consider the amount of money we're talking about, the Pac-12 is due north of $60 million. I was told today it's $60.9 million in tournament units, which means money they've earned over the past years that's paid out in installments. When you win a game in the NCAA tournament, that earns your conference money. And we talked about this with Gonzaga to the Big 12 yesterday. Gonzaga's earned 50 units plus in the last 20 years. Gonzaga. Like, it's a lot of money. And in the Pac-12's case, they have $60 million coming to them. That is a negotiating point. And I think Kirk Schultz um, and President Murthy at Oregon State, I think they're, they're doing a very wise thing. Use those tournament units as a negotiating lever. Pull that lever, share some of that money, and let's put this thing to bed because I think that's the only way uh, for the Pac-2 to survive. And, and I find myself rooting for Pac-2 survival. And I think it is, I think that's the case because I truly believe in this brand. I believe that the Pac-12 brand is worth something. I believe that we were also told today, and I don't, I don't want to undersell the lead, and I know we've reported this in the past, but I was told today that the Pac-12 and the Mountain West have a framework in place um, for a merger. They've, they've had deep, long talks, these Pac-2 and the Mountain West. They are in like-mindedness that they want to work together. I think the Mountain West, it's a no-brainer if you can live under the Pac-12 umbrella with Gloria Navarez as your commissioner. Like, the whole business synergy is really strong. Mm-hmm. 
I'm rooting for the Pac-12 brand to survive because I think it's worthy of that. I think it's worthy of a place where you can take the Mountain West and elevate those, those universities in that conference. And you look at what San Diego State did last year in basketball or what Fresno State's doing in football this year. Like You have real viable properties in the Mountain West and you have two really good universities in Oregon State and Washington State. And while they don't do much in basketball, they do a whole lot in football. And I think what they don't do in basketball, the Mountain West absolutely supplements and raises uh, Oregon State and Washington State's level of competition in basketball. It's absolutely a no-brainer. Yeah, and I think the only question is just how far they can take it in terms of the merger with the Mountain West. Because, again, everyone seems to think that the that keeping the auto qualifier because the NCAA bylaws say you have two years, everyone seems to think that the college football playoff committee somehow, some way, just has to respect NCAA bylaws. And I'm telling you, that's not the case. The case is, is that the, the playoff committee is not going to comment on this and not going to do anything on this until let's say the merger takes place or until it were to be said, not that I think it'll happen, but Hey, the PAC 12 is dead. It doesn't exist anymore. We don't even have to talk about whether they get an auto qualifier or not. So that's what I'm saying, whether it's the negotiations and how much money you're getting or whether it's the merger and the auto qualifier, this is not a, Hey, what are they going to do thing? This is much more of a, how much can they get? How much can they manage to get out of the situation? Like how close can, can these two schools get to what they once had in terms of opportunity? Because I, I, I'm not confident that, that those two plus the Mountain West equals you get, you get an auto qualifier. I think there's going to have to be conversations around that. And, and I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just don't think it's a home run. Well, I also think there's, there, there's an interesting conversation around Kirk Schultz being on the college football playoff committee. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I think is so interesting about that is it's just assumed that he's gonna gonna be a dissenting vote on anything that does not benefit him. And again today I was told Kirk Schultz has almost no leverage, even with his vote, and that if he is going to be this pirate, if you will, or this dissenter, it is gonna make his life very difficult and it does not behoove him moving forward. And I think the most that Kurt Schultz has in this vote, as it's been explained to me, is a negotiating ploy. That's what he's got because he can continue. Let's say that you go with the the this popular narrative that Kurt Schultz is going to vote no, 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 no. No, no, no. Why would he do that? How would that benefit Kurt Schultz? Well, it it wouldn't really benefit him at the end of the day because he's got to have a working relationship with this this group and everybody involved with the college football playoff because that's his only track to survival. And the other part that I think is really important to remember is you got to look at the Big 12 and, and the SEC and the Big 10 and the ACC. Those are the power players. The Pac-2 and whatever happens to them going forward, they're at the mercy of the other conferences. And if they want an automatic qualifier or if they want a seat at the table, whatever, however you want to spin it, Kirk Schultz has to play ball. There is just, there is no doubt about that. He's got, he's got things that he is going to need. And I think your point about the AQ, I think your point about, you know, all of these, these different things, the money, there is no, I asked again today if there's any chance of, you know, $640 million or (coughs) 
this <coughs> wildness about $300 million, that does not exist on any way, shape, or form. I've asked multiple people multiple different ways, and everybody says that is a complete farce. It does not exist. Yeah. So we're not negotiating for $300 million. What Kirk Schultz is ne negotiating for is, again, the Pac-2, Mountain West, whatever that turns into, their seat at the table. That's what he's negotiating with. And if it's his one vote, hey, man, knock yourself out. Yeah. If that's what you have to hang on to, do that. But I think the hardest part for Kirk Schultz is he needs everybody else that he is would supposedly be fighting against. He really needs their help. Yeah, and you're talking about a guy that isn't necessarily respected at the highest level by his peers based on the way his his institution has performed in athletics because that's what this conversation is about. And I always encourage people not to forget academics has nothing to do with this uh, conversation. It is about athletics. It is about, hey, how are we how are we going to run a profitable or a positive running athletic department? You know, how can we make more money so we can afford all these different sports? Like there's so many things. So that's why I say like, yeah, sure. He may be on the committee. That doesn't mean he's deciding anything. And, and by the way, I, I would also say if people don't respect you necessarily, why would they come to your aid consistently? Why would, why would they be like, yeah, I'm going to go out of my way to help Kirk Schultz, uh, for what exactly? I have no idea. And, and, and so that's my point. Like, there's not a good reason. There's not an obvious thing. And that's why I say, like, whether it's this $300 million, you know, rumor, which is just not true, or whether it's the, oh, Kirk Schultz is on the board and he gets to decide he doesn't. Yeah, he has a vote, but that doesn't mean that he's got enough power to sway decisions, right? It's not a hard concept to you, understand. The The... The thing that people don't understand is the college football playoff committee and the subcommittees are about synergy. They're, they they are a they generally are a room full of dissenting voices that come together to make one decision that they feel is best for college football. Yes. It's not a jury where it's it gets to be a hung jury cuz one guy won't vote no you, you know guilty or innocent or it it's just not going to it's not that's not the way it works. So I listen, and it doesn't almost matter where you come down on it. These things are going to play out. Yeah. But the I think the the bigger thing here is we're moving closer and closer to a settlement. We are moving closer and closer to some finality for Oregon State and Washington State, which they desperately need, and they need it now because those two universities find themselves, especially Oregon State, yeah. finds itself in a position of 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 not its own doing. Oregon State's done it the right way for a long time. You, while you may have a new president, you have a guy in Scott Barnes, um, who I'm told is still talking to Washington about their athletic director position. We'll find out or a role in their athletic department. I seriously doubt he takes that job. Uh, but you're looking at a situation where Oregon State has done it right for a long time. And Scott Barnes is a hell of an athletic administrator. Um, I think their renovations, their facilities, the programs to support their kids and their athletes, Oregon State does it the right way. Facts. And they are, they truly are a victim of circumstance. And if they were, if the, the roles were reversed and they were in a better position, uh, in a different location even, 
not that anything's wrong with Corvallis, but I mean, you're you're not going to Oregon for Oregon State. You're going to Oregon for well, Oregon, and it puts you in a really tough spot. Yeah, and I I is deserve the right word for Oregon State. It's not. You, you deserve what you've earned. I think they've earned the right to continue as a P5 university. I agree. And I think they have an opportunity to do that as long as this Pac-2 continues. Yeah. That's the, that's the whole – that's the beginning and the end of it. And I just really hope that that's what we get. Yeah. And I, I think we're moving closer and closer to that. All right. Less of us, more of you uh, on the Monty Show. As we do every day at this time, we tell you that Bucked Up is the official energy provider of the Monty Show the last day. For Buckshot samples is today. If you today. have not gotten your Buckshot sample tomorrow, we uh, we will roll out a a new shaker cup sample package for you on the show. Uh, but we are trying to get to um, a number like I've we've never had three hundred samples on the show of any product, and and we truly are we are about eight of these samples away. So in the description below, look for the buckshot sample. Click on it. They'll send it six buckshots right to your front door for free. Every day on the show, I tell you it's 200 milligrams of caffeine combined with awesome amounts of brain food. It lifts your spirit. You don't have a crash. You don't have a spike. You just have mental clarity to get through your day and make sure that all of your days are your best days. So cheers to you. Always good. I love the blue Raz. I love the watermelon. Blue Raz, right now, I'm on a run. Gas. I am on a run. I love this stuff. Hook it up right now. Buckedup.com. Use the description or the link in the description below to get the free samples. Hook it up. Um, by the way, they just introduced their new rut booster, uh, which is their testosterone booster for men. Um, that's got Tonga Tali in it, ashwagandha, iron, uh, vitamin D3, it's got zinc, vitamin B9. Like it is one of the. What you bitch? It is one of the best testosterone boosters. And so many dudes ask me, hey, does Bucked Up have a low T product? Boom. Just search RUT, R U T, booster at buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to get 20% off at checkout. Let's get your thoughts in here. Hey, what a, what a great way. Uh, to start the comment section today with Stephen Smith. Let's go, baby. Let's go. A member of the show, you guys. Our membership is booming on this channel. I am so I, I am so thankful to all of you that watch this show. Hit the join button. We have two levels of membership. A dollar ninety nine gets all your comments read uh, because it highlights it and puts a star next to it. For nine ninety nine a month, you get into our members only content, which is really our our Instagram uh, exclusive chat group where we share all of our prize picks. We cry, we laugh, we get mad. We talk football on Saturdays and Sundays. Like it is an amazing group of dudes. Hook it up for $9.99 a month. Just click the join button. Uh, welcome Steven Smith, everybody, to the membership. Big 12 all tax sports fan. Ducks better not get shot down by my buckshot. <laughs> See what he did there? Buckshot, because it is a it is in the form of a shell. Right, because it's called buckshot. It is in the form of shot. I'm telling you, elite ingredients that make an elite product that does exactly what it says it's going to do. Yeah, it's going to give you that and shot hey, of energy. If you guys have gotten, if you guys have gotten the buckshot samples, fire away, man. Let's go. 
Let everybody know how great they are. Um, all right, let's get your comments in here. Where are you guys at today? Mike Smith. Mike, how's the mood today? Mike, you, you seem to be, some days you're, and then other days, mm, <clears throat> when they accidentally add an onion ring or two with your fries. When, oh, you must be, you got, are you guys talking about Burger King? No, he's talking about Jack in the Box. First of all, hey, how fat am I that I immediately thought Burger King when you said they add an onion ring to your fries? <laughs> first, <laughs> no. It's the first thing that came into my mind. Bryce Martin, playoff committee already has plans for uh, either inevitability. I also think they already have an idea of how it will play out. I do I do as well. Yeah. I do as well. And I think that's why the, the Pac-2, Oregon State and Washington State are angling. And I, I, let me put this up here for you. This is an excerpt from uh, John Wilner's column today at the San Jose Mercury News. The 10 outbound schools are concerned about the use of the Pac-12's financial assets, which include more than $60 million in NCAA basketball tournament revenue. If the Beavers and Cougars are deemed the sole members of the governing board, they could keep the Pac-12 alive for two years, 24 months, then pocket the assets, shutter the conference, and join the Mountain West. I, I think that is the – I don't think they'll do that for two years. I think that's a tough existence. But I absolutely think they want to keep that money, and I think they absolutely want to merge with the Mountain West. Yeah. And I, I rightly so. I think the 10 exiting members want their chunk of the pie. The problem is – the problem is you have these two entities, Washington and these other nine that filed for dismissal of this injunction – that they know they're had. Like the argument of the 10 exiting members is we never re- sent a letter to the conference saying we're leaving. Well, you did send a letter of intent and sign a, a, a grant of rights with the various conferences that y'all joined, which knock you out of consideration to, you know, mm-hmm. stay in the conference according to the, and that's in the charter and in the bylaws of the PAC 12. As soon as you give notice that you are leaving the conference, you're off the board. You have no decision-making power. Well, you gave notice, and I don't think there's a judge in this country that is going to side with the exiting 10 members that they didn't give notice. Yeah, well, here's the problem, though. If, if that presumes that your grant of rights is still in place and you're leaving the contract early, right? So... That's fine that it says that, but on the other side of it, if I'm representing the 10 who left, I'm saying, yeah, we might have given notice, but the conference is dying. So what did you want us to do? Give notice we were staying in a conference that didn't exist? Like, well, there's not, you can't play that hand if you're the pack 2 because the grant of rights expired. So it's not the 10 remaining's fault that, that, you know, they the were not int- or the 10 exiting that they were not interested in the apple deal right like hey the the grant of rights expired and they found the best deal for them so in my opinion again i'm not saying it's fact my opinion is is yes the bylaws say that but i think these 10 over here have an easy way to cut right through that and mm-hmm. have a great argument for that yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it is – I just think it's going to be very interesting how – because I also think these two remaining members, 
they're going to paint Oregon and Washington. They're going to paint Arizona and Arizona State and Colorado. And they're going to paint these guys as money grubbers. 100%. As, as they should. But I don't even think they have to. It's going to be very difficult for a judge to review the the charter and the the you know the bylaws and side with the leaving ten members. It's going to be very difficult to do that. I think it's it is we're never going to get there. There's going to be a settlement. I think it is going to be some sort of distribution of that sixty million dollars in tournament units and. Everybody's going to go about their business. Oregon doesn't need the money. Oregon, I don't even think Oregon wants the the money. It is the principle. It is the principle. And I think that is, in my opinion, where a lot of these universities are. I think it very simply is the principle of the thing. And it's, it's tough. Like I, I just, I look at the, I look at the money that we're talking about, you know, like when you, when you consider, you know, that. You have two teams that could conceivably split six million dollars, um, you know. Like, it, but so the college football playoff pays each conference six million dollars per team that gets in. So, if each conference gets six million from the college football playoff for each team that's selected, and you get all this money as you go on. The problem is Oregon State and Washington State aren't college football playoff caliber. Not at least yet. And I think it's a real stretch to get there. So at that point, you're looking at a significantly less payout. So as we talked about yesterday, that's why basketball becomes so important. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's a revenue stream. It is absolutely a revenue stream. You know, and if you look at the way that the the conferences pay out, and this is what I want people to understand. I think there's so many people who believe that the Pac-12, uh, these two remaining members, are going to get some huge payout. I'm gonna put, I'll, put, I'll even put this up on the screen. That's not the case, and you need to understand it's not the case because. You look at the facts, and this is this is from the NCAA and the college football playoff who are in business together. The college football playoff ultimately makes this decision. Each conference gets $300,000 for each of its schools when the school's football team meets the NCAA's APR uh, for, for participation in postseason football. So you're a two-team conference. So you would get $600,000 because you're going to be academically eligible. A conference would receive $6 million for each team that's selected to for the semifinal games. So you're not going to get that, not at this point. Um, a conference will receive $4 million for each team that plays in a non-playoff bowl under the arrangement. So you're going to get bowl money. But where are you going to get... We're, we're talking about millions, not hundreds of millions. Yeah. Right? Like it, it's just very difficult to walk away if you are Oregon State and Washington State from that $60 million. That is ultimately, that is the, the battleground. Mm-hmm. That is what you're fighting for. So I, and I see a bunch of people asking, you know, well, how much is it? There it is right there. Yeah. That is what it is. Um, let's see. Ooh, duck season. 
Wow, look at that. Holy cow, bro. Bo, uh, Tanner Plummer, Bo Nix beat Utah on one leg last year. This year, he's going to steamroll your entire team. Say goodbye to that fraudulent home streak. Rice Eccles is too quiet. I just don't understand. Why do you come in here with vitriol and anger every time? Why can't you have like a legitimate conversation about football? And you're talking to the wrong guy because Tanner Plummer is by no stretch of the imagination a Utah fan. Yeah. So I don't know what you what you're doing. Uh, let's see, Kevin the Destroyer. You leave, you lose. Johnny Gonzalez says benefactor shaming. Indeed, Greg Hill. I'd be shocked if a judge sided with the departing ten. It'd be really difficult. It'd be really, I, really I'm difficult. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. If they if they had left during the grant of rights, if we were in a situation like the ACC. I would completely agree with that. The problem is, I don't know how you side one way or the other, you know, automatically, because each side, in my opinion, has a legitimate stake to this thing. Right, but you gave notice, as did USC and UCLA. And what happened to USC and UCLA? And this is the this is the previous behavior that the Pac-2 are talking about. USC and UCLA announced they are leaving the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten in 2024. What did they immediately do? Removed USC and UCLA from any decision-making, took their seats on the board away. Took them out. So now, here you are, a year later, and you have 10 universities that essentially have said the exact same thing. Does that mean they bailed on the grant of rights? They did not. It expires on June 30th. But you've given notice that you are leaving the conference for another conference. And in the bylaws, black and white, that you no longer have a seat at the table in the Pac-12. You are off the board and you have no decision-making influence. The only two schools who haven't done that are Oregon State and Washington State. I think their case is really strong, really strong, in my opinion. Uh, Les McGee, the bylaws and grant of rights are two different documents concerning two different entities. Well, I wouldn't say they're different entities. They're certainly, they're two totally different contracts. Because mm-hmm. the bylaws essentially govern how the conference operates. A grant of rights is simply a, a contract with a TV network. So they're, and they're multi-tiered because you're, as a university, signing your grant of rights to the conference who then is going to take that grant of rights and sell it to a TV distributor. Yeah, I mean, if we're treating if we're treating the conference, I mean, if we're treating USC and UCLA leaving the same way we're treating the 10, then sure. Sure. Okay, great. Yeah, they, they have a strong case. But I don't know how, just the same way, I don't know how any judge would logically side with the 10 remain or the 10 who left. I also don't know how you can logically just ignore the context of the situation because again i'm not disagreeing what the bylaws say i'm i've not disputed that i'm simply saying that when you review the situation usc and ucla left in a very different situation think about it usc and ucla left and then what did we have we still had 80 percent of the conference on the same page we're all moving forward together everything is great yeah and then when the 10 left you it was a totally different thing so yeah if you're the two remaining of course you're going to lean on the bylaws of course but yeah I, I i that's your play but i think if you're the 10 leaving you're saying hey what were we supposed to do like like 
it's not our fault that that like if if I, and I agree. If you're Oregon State and Washington State, you're going to paint the big boys as money grubbing, greedy schools. They are. That's Absolutely. exactly what I would do. But if you're those very same schools, Oregon, Washington, USC, the big boys, whatever, you're going to say, okay, well, we've been doing the winning. We're money grubbing because we've been winning. That's the angle you have to play. So that's why I say, it, I'm telling you guys, in, in my opinion, maybe I'm way wrong. I don't think it's just a slam dunk either way. I think it, it it really depends on who's fighting for you and the story that they can really tell and the emotion they can put into it. Here's what the exiting 10 members are saying um, in their statement. As we share another memorable thought. Shut up. Just <laughs> Our court filing shows how our schools are in full compliance with the Pac-12 bylaws which prohibit a member from leaving the conference before August 2024, but allows schools to announce their withdrawal that will happen after that date. We are looking forward to engaging in further candid and constructive conversations uh, that will allow us to reach a fair resolution and position our communities for future success. So you see it right there. That's what they're saying. Right. They're, they're saying, okay, we weren't allowed to leave technically before 2024. That's so. That's of course the obvious angle that they're going to play. Right. But if you're the two remaining, you're saying, dude, I don't care what the date is. The bylaws say if you give notice, you're off the board. And it's black and white. And it's that simple. Here's what the two remaining are saying: the departing schools continue to undermine our efforts to secure the future of the Pac-12 conference. Note again that we've told you on this show that is the sole intention of Oregon State and Washington State to, to save the brand of the conference. Uh, they are relying on flimsy arguments to try and escape accountability for their actions. It won't work. Their decisions directly <laughs> damage the Pac-12 and are causing real harm to the conference. Oregon State and Washington State student-athletes and the people of Oregon and Washington we did not create or seek these circumstances, but OSU and Washington State will continue to take whatever actions are necessary to protect our universities, ensure accountability and transparency, safeguard the Pac-12 conference, and preserve our options moving forward. The future of the Pac-12 should be decided by the schools who stay, not those who go. Because it's all part of the plan. Yeah, we get it, man. We get it. I, I don't see... Do you see how much emotion is in that? Do you, do you, do you guys see what I'm getting at? So, so they're going to play the victim, money grubber, sadness, emotion. We're, we're, you know, give us our control back card. Yeah. And the 10 leaving are going to say, hey, that's fine. They can feel that way. But the reality of the situation is, yeah, we had bylaws... But those bylaws don't really mean anything if the conference can't move forward because we couldn't secure a grant of rights. Yeah, I agree. So what's the point of bylaws if you can't secure a grant of rights? Yeah. So as an institution, uh, hey, I'm Phil Knight or hey, I'm whoever, as, as the leader of my institution, what am I supposed to do? And yep. you're really going to side with two schools respectfully who, do, who never controlled the fate of this conference, yet all of a sudden when everyone leaves – they're going to sit here and say that they want to control the fate of the conference. That's the two remaining's problem. Yep, totally agree. Um, <laughs> the comment section on some days, and maybe because it's Taco Tuesday, I don't know. What are you guys arguing about? 
What like? What are we arguing? Like screw duck season, man. Like why do you why do you engage with the guy? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? You're, you're not. You're making me. You're not breaking me, bro. Keep commenting. It's fine. Uh, Sean Robinson. The conference is is the grant of rights. The conference exists outside of the grant of rights. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Christopher Shannon, Michigan giving Harbaugh a raise to be the highest paid conference coach. Not too sure about that one. It's a defense. They're trying to keep Jim Harbaugh at Michigan as much as they can. As much as they can. Um, OG Gary, burn time. Make them capitulate because they will get desperate. That's pretty much what negotiations are. Another factor. Absolutely. Uh, The Chris D., if that's the argument, make the argument. Don't say they're reading the bylaws wrong. I, I, I think what this is, is they're both reading the exact same verbiage and script, and they are interpreting it to help their cause. Yep. And a judge is going to interpret it and make a decision. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to get there, because I think it's going to settle long before. And that's why I say the time thing, the previous comment, you're absolutely right. Hey, we don't have a lot of time to, to work with this. So you can go to court and you can try to make this argument and you can suffer and not schedule more athletics for next year and do all these things you need to do. Or you can just settle with us and we can move along. <laughs> Greg Hill, cue the, the violins as Monty reads yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Woodworth, Gumby used to love Taco Tuesday. I have been DM'd and told that Gumby is a, is a mirror image of another account who's never been seen in the same room so yeah it turns out that gumby's not actually who he thought he was so yeah he's not who he thought he was uh aaron wilson jim Choi, you owe me so big now Uh, okay okay. that sounds interesting uh geoff what's up geoff damn duck season here to piss in everyone's cereal again just like last year Cool guy alert. Yeah, I don't Who know why cares, you guys. Dude. I don't know why you guys feed the trolls. I really yeah. don't. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Who else? Man, it's been just settle down. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Joey Z says uh, duck season sounds better. Duck season says that statement looked like it was written by Chat GPT. Could be. Who knows? Gumby for Speaker of the House. Gumby was forever our com- conference commissioner. He was never our conference commissioner. Whoever you, came up with that shit. And I'm not outing fired. people, but you don't have to go too far to kind of. Do you have an idea of who no, I'm? No, I have no idea. Yeah. I, it, conference commissioner Gumby, and I'll text it to you, but you cannot. Yeah, I won't say it. You cannot say it. Yeah, these are these are trade secrets within the program. Um, I was DM pretty clearly and said, hey, this, you know, this is who this is. Guys, 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 yeah, guys. I, I, so I sent that to you. Um, it's just one of those things, dude. Like, come on. It is what it is. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Pac-12 was here way before USC, UCLA, Cal, Stanford, Cosby, I mean, and they will be here way after they are oh, gone. That's the question, right? I mean, I mean, again, we, the Big 12 never quite got to this point in the, hey, our conference is dying conversation, right? The Big 12 found their way back, obviously, before it ever got to this situation. And that's why I'm saying, like, I, I like I disagree a little bit with those who say this is just an automatic that a judge is going to side with these two because mm. we've never seen this before. If a judge I, sides with them, can I punch you in the face? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Okay. Absolutely. Sure, dude. Sure. Hey, do it. It gets old. You've been right too much lately. 
And so Jake has had his tail feather up. I knew today would be shitty. Well, hey, look at all my prize picks, money. Dude, hey, man, I'm going. I got I'm, torched I'm, last I'm, I'm night. taking the hose down to Cabo for the weekend with my prize picks, money. <laughs> so I won't be around for golf. I'm going to take a banana boat picture, okay? You know. <laughs> Jerk. Uh, GTI Brandon says, hey, guys, 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 guys. Aaron Wilson, Gumby is Tarrant County boy. Could hey be. Maybe. Could be. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, Gumby was, no, Gumby no. was not the great radio wizard. He's just a hat. Uh, Mike Smith, settlement, two cases of buckshot, scheduling deal with the Big 12, and Papa Murphy's with me. <laughs> every, everybody, everybody gets meatballs. Yeah. So wait, are we now voting on who everyone thinks Gumby is? I yeah, guess. we need is that to what's stop. Happening? Ute season, man. You want to know how you know somebody's been around a while? Gumby was Sarah Todd's burner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a time on the program, dude. That was a volatile <laughs> relationship. Program. Uh, you know. Um, Tan Whoa, comment dump. Tanner Plummer, like he and Manti Tao's girlfriend oh. hung out. Jeremy Callahan. Oh, boy. Manti's girlfriend is in the room. Macaque. You know. Joey Zay, Jake is on a hot streak. Trying, man. Dude. I'm trying. OG Gary, Gumby is a mindset. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> great. I wasn't going to out you, Kevin the Destroyer, but since you guys had a great weekend, I'm Gumby. <laughs> I am the Batman. Take me in the custody. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come on. Hawkeye uh, fan in Indy, Gumby is Eddie Murphy. Absolutely. Yeah, probably. One dude. of the best sketches ever. Mm -hmm. uh, what a time to be alive. Yes. Seriously. Gumby is Hunter Biden's burner account, laptop, AI, cell phone, and stuff. Exactly. I'm uh, screwed. Jeremy Callahan, hot streak, hot pants, two holes. That's right. Hey That's now. right. That's right. Hey, now. Uh, you know, it, it just. It, Gumby is the father. Dude. If you guys know, I'm not going to say a thing. Because if you don't guys say knew, it, dude. If you don't guys knew, it. no, he's not Kaiser Sosa. No, he's not. No, no, no. Um, Kyle Wilson, Gumby sounds like a severe dental problem. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Tanner Plummer, we are Gumby. We are a legion. Expect us. If you know, you know. Name that tune. J Rock, Gumby for life. Hashtag Gumby for life. You know. Michael Zonka. You guys are discussing a legal issue like a sports story. The law here is relatively clear. The Pac-2 wins based on contract law. Okay. Well, contract law might be black and white on a piece of paper, but the next time a contract is broken because of context and because of what actually happened won't be the first time. I think contract law is a very good way to put it. And I think... That's what it is. You're not wrong. That's absolutely what this is. I mean, it is... It, you agreed... To bylaws, the prop, my, my, the only hole I think you can poke in this to get out of that logic is, hey, that's all fine and dandy that there was a contract for a conference that used to exist. The conference doesn't exist anymore. The, yeah. You, it, it literally, dude, without, a, so everyone's saying, oh, well, the bylaws are different than the grants of rights. No, there are two different pieces of paper that coexist together to properly run an athletic conference in at the university level. So you might have bylaws, but without a grant of rights that pays schools to be in your conference, you don't have a conference. I would agree with that. And All so right. so it is contract law, but how do you apply a contract to something that doesn't exist? That's the my point. But 
Okay, I am going to punch you in the face. Okay. The conference does exist. And it is it is in existence until Oregon State and Washington State say it's not. This is not, and this is something I think people need to understand. As of right now, you are, you are asking a judge, Washington and the nine other vacating members, ask the judge to lift this injunction so that they could dissolve the conference. And if I'm Oregon State and Washington State, I have a compelling argument and a contract that says you can't do that. So we'll see. It, it's, you're going to go to court and it'll be what it is, man. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Mike Smith, Gumby is Jake and Monty's shared burner account. <laughs> I am I mean, Gumby. It could be. I am Gumby. I am him. Jaron Eccles, Gumby is Pat McAfee. Absolutely. He is a, a wonderful retired kicker, WWE superstar. Oh. Could you imagine being Pat McAfee and walking down that, that stage at WrestleMania? That imagine be being able to wear a jersey to do the show. Yeah. Why is Pat McAfee losing you? I just... I, what? Did, who hurt you? Nobody Jake? hurt me. Nobody hurt me. They didn't hurt me. I know, so Risa. We flipped on. After we went up to Evanston, Wyoming to pay tribute to uh, the Papingas, um, we went to the fine liquor establishment up there, purchased some Powerball tickets, Yeah. came back, flipped on the Pat Mac show, where Aaron Rodgers was talking about <laughs> drug companies and and people shooting back at him that he plays for Johnson and Johnson because Woody Johnson owns the Jets, yeah. which is true. You know, um, I think it is very interesting to me that we flipped on the Pat McAfee show today and Jake got all pissed. He was wearing a hockey jersey and short shorts. Like, what are we doing, dude? I, I, I the jersey wasn't even my biggest issue at the time. My issue was you're sitting in the chair, and because his, his camera's a little bit higher, you can see past the back edge of his desk. I can see your whole leg, dude. Were you like, were you, oh, like what are we doing? Were you aroused? Like, no, I was not. No, I was not at all. It's not funny. It's, it's not professional. Yeah. And I don't know why it continues to be accepted. Yeah, I, I, I would agree today was a little too casual for me. I, I would agree with that. Uh, let's give a shout out to Robert Fowler. Let's go, Robert. New member of the show. Appreciate you, Robert Fowler. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys hit the join button for $1.99 a month. You can get all your comments highlighted and read first. Uh, for $9.99 a month, you get into our members only Instagram chat group and it's fantastic. It is duck season is banned from that chat room, so you know you're good. Gumby's not in there either. Gumby's We're not, not in there either. No. There, just so you guys know. Uh, Stephen Smith for twenty dollars. What are your thoughts on an article written by the Great Wizard of the Pacific Northwest, where Utah president? It, that's we talked about that, and it's completely un, yeah. un, not true. We talked about that the and I I'm never going to say his name again. That this particular individual has not earned that right. It, it, it just is what it is, man. Like, I, I am not. And great. Now we start talking about certain people and look what happens. <laughs> we get bots in the chats mm -hmm. and I got to go report him for spam. And mm -hmm. anyway, but yeah, I'm not. I'm. It's completely not true. And we've we've talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, the Buffalo Hunter. Duck season is right. Gumby is Utah's offense because they're both missing. Yeah, seriously. Okay, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, wow. Did we just agree with duck season? I think we did. 
Uh, the Tater Man, Gumby's a bot killer. Well, okay. I, you know. Uh, Boston Mapes, Gumby's dead. He lo- he's locked in my basement. Okay. Okay. Um, Kyle Wilson, hey, Monty, did you see Chip Kelly's comments in Oregon State? I did not. Uh, Christopher Shannon, who are you talking about, Monty? Not, not for me to say. Say his name, Monty. Say it. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Dude, you guys are schemers, man. Like we're not, we're we're not doing it, bro. We're not. I'm like, not doing it, it. It's not happening. Not doing it. I, I I my days of talking about, and we pretty much regularly on this show. We give credit where credit's due, whether today it's John Wilner or I am not going to talk about any anybody else. I, Hey, if you're Ross Dellinger and you're kicking ass the way Ross does, we're going to talk about you. All the other dudes that live off of our information and tag us on their shows, and we appreciate you doing that. Thank you. It really helps our channel grow. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching, but there's no point. We don't. We don't get into fights with people. We don't, we're not, call, call them out. For what? Yeah, what's the point? What's What's the point of that? Yeah. I just, I don't do that. Uh, conference Commissioner Salty Drunk. Oh. What's up, guys? Thoughts on Chet and Victor? Oh, I have thoughts. Uh, Chet, 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 uh, Chet Lemon, the baseball player? <laughs> I'm not sure who you're, I, I don't know who you're, maybe we could, you know, anyway. Uh, we will have, I promise you, in an hour and five minutes, we will have a ton of Chet and Victor. Uh, Gumby, the lotion is for the skin. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Tanner Plummer, schemers trying to control their little showgrams. Say it. <laughs> Jeremy Callahan, Swaim, not Scott. No. I don't have a problem with Greg Swaim. Greg oh. Swaim watches our show. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, no, AAR, I will not do it. I will, I will not, you will not trick me into doing that. I won't. Even though you were gifted a membership AAR, I will not do it. Um, hmm. We talk about Gumby and Salty arrives. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, new Commissioner Salty. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. Avery Cope. Avery, how are you? Good to see you. Utah killed the pack. It's got to be true mostly because I really want it to be true. Yeah, sorry. to. That's just. It's not true, man. Today's not your day. Today's not your day. Uh, Live Long 7. I thought you called out the lock. No, we did not. No, we didn't. We called out the conspiracy theory. And this is why we were really, we tried to be careful about this. I don't know those guys at all. I, 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 uh, Immaculate used to be here. Now he's not. That's your decision. What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? I, I, do, I don't know. I don't know. But hey, what I said was you can't have conspiracy theories. And you can't, you can't come in and be... And the other problem is a lot of these guys will tell you, oh, yeah, that's just when, they're, when you're like, hey, what happened to that thing that never came true? Well, that was just my opinion. Oh. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, I'm just telling you. It may be your opinion, but that's not the actual. It's not the facts. It's not the reality. And like I said, and everyone seemed to get confused by this. Go back and listen if you like. We never called out that channel. What we did is called out the take and called out the opinion. That's it. Like, again, as I say about Buddy up north, 
I'm not, I don't know, dude, personally. I'm just judging you off your work. So the idea that you say Taylor Randall is responsible for destroying the Pac-12 tells me you know absolutely nothing about what happened with the Pac-12. Yeah, if if that if your take is, hey, Taylor Randall, yeah, no. Come on now. We did this already. We did it. Uh, Tanner Plummer, at this point, let's call Radio Wizard Voldemort now. He basically, uh, he must not be named exactly. Exactly. He, he, he of no microphone or name. Uh, Tarrant County boy, foosball at 55. We missed it again. Yes, we did. Hey, Mike Rodriguez. Let's go. Yeah, Mike. Mike Rodriguez. Yeah, Rodriguez. Appreciate you. You guys, that you support this show and you join our membership. And I appreciate today we've already got Stephen Smith, uh, Robert Fowler. Let's go, Robert Fowler. Appreciate you. Mike Rodriguez, appreciate you. It's awesome, dude. It's awesome. Thank you so much for supporting our show. We couldn't do it without you. Uh, coming up one hour from now on the show, we will absolutely be talking NBA because we do need to talk about Victor Wambanyama. I think that's yes. a big deal. Uh, I think we do need to talk about Chad Holmgren. I think I tweeted it last night. OKC is going to be a huge problem. Yeah. A huge problem. Huge, huge, huge problem, in my opinion. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says Mike Rodriguez is Gumby. He's not. Nope, not Gumby. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, Big Blue Horses, the presidents of multiple schools, got with a consultant and others to try and determine a value. Why? Because they didn't know. 50 was a starting point, and the inept commissioner screwed it up. Sure. I'm not going to. Big Blue Horses and everything that comes with being a horse. I am not going to get pulled back into it. I will not. G off. Hey, guys, just wanted to say thanks for letting me be Gumby for those few months where my back Final. Back is broken. I broke my back. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show. So G off. <laughs> wow. G off gets hurt at work. He broke his back. He got hurt at work. Back and broken. Certain people thought it would be funny to play Mike Tyson drop. I broke my back. Oh, spinal. My back spinal. is broken. Spinal. Like, wow. Real funny. Having fun is the name of the game. <laughs> I love you, bro. Don't hate me. Phil Venzer. NHL season starts. Bedard goes down with this. Why would you even Dude, say why? that? Dude, why? Dude, why would you Bro, say that? I have Buddy tonight. Why would you say that? Yeah, I, I, but I have Buddy tonight. I've got Buddy tonight too. Connor yeah. Bedard and Corey Seager need to combine five shots in total bases. This is not hard. Get it done. Let's not get crazy. And by the way, Aiden Hill from the uh, Golden Knights needs to make twenty three six. Yeah. Damn it. Sidney Crosby needs more than one assist. And Dean Kramer's got to strike out four. Do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, our, number <laughs> our number two of the Monty Show, as always, presented by Triday Trading. Tridaytrading.com. I love, love, love my guys at Triday Trading. Mrs. Monty, my beloved, is in the program. And it is so cool to watch the way they build this program and give you the tools they give them to you straight out of the gate. When you sign up for a $10 30-day uh, trial membership at Triday Trading, one, they give that $10 to charity. And then you're fully in the program. They give you all the tools. They give you all the modeling. They teach you all about, hey, here's what you're looking for here and there. And they, they hand you the keys to the money-making machine. It is that simple. And the best part about it is, 
you decide when you start using your own money to trade. Because when you graduate their program, they're going to fund a trading account for you. And as long as you want, you can stay in that funded account. And when you're making money with their money, they're giving you up to 80% of the profit. It's that simple. And then when you're ready to venture out on your own, boom, you still get coaching and support and uh, continuing education, but you're on your own making your money. Their traders make $1,000 a day or more. Their part-time traders make three to $500 a day. I'm telling you guys, it is really, really rewarding. And it's pretty straightforward. You're gonna, it, it is 90 minutes max per day. Even no matter how invested in it you are, 90 minute max per day. And then you are, you are making $1,000 a day. It's all on you. You determine what you make at tridaytrading.com slash Monty, $10. They give it to charity, so it's a tax write-off. And you get 30 days inside the tridaytrading.com program. You guys, go do it. It is a no-brainer. Stop complaining about your life and your boss. Start making the money you deserve at tridaytrading.com. All right, let's get into the AP Top 25, you guys, because this is driving me crazy. Uh, Jake and I, while we were driving back, I bought the winning Powerball tickets. That's so right. That's right. Sorry to inform you. Yeah, now. the show's not going to be going on much longer because we just won like a gazillion dollars, okay? So I spend my money on the ticket, and this guy over here is like, yeah, when you win, you're giving me $50 million. Can you do something for me? Oh, yeah, let me, oh, just, let me just peel you off a couple million dollar bills. Yeah, why wouldn't you, dude? You can afford it. Anyway, the point is, um, we were talking about the AP Top 25 today. And it, this really is frustrating to me because what you're looking at is the, the bar that is set on making the college football playoff. Right. And I look at some of these, some of these rankings, and I, I, I ask you just point blank, are you really telling me, go down to number 11, let's start with Alabama. Are you really telling me that Alabama should be ranked behind USC, who's given up 82 points in the last two games. Because it's garbage. They've given up 82 points. You're telling me they should be ranked behind Alabama, who just won at College Station with Jalen Milrow as their starting quarterback. It's it's preposterous. Yeah. It, it's brutal. You're telling me that Oklahoma, who I believe has the strongest college football playoff resume of anybody on this board. 100%. They have got the quality win that nobody else can claim. Oh, that's right. Texas can claim it, but they lost to Oklahoma. Oklahoma is ranked fifth behind Florida State, who had to hang on to beat Clemson. They're ranked fifth behind Ohio State, whose lone win now doesn't look that great because it's Notre Dame. Oh. They're ranked fifth behind number two, Michigan, who hasn't played anybody and probably won't until November 11th. And then you have Georgia, who went on the road and sputtered at Auburn. Tell me how. And listen, you're, you're the two-time back-to-back national champion Georgia Bulldogs. I'm down. 100%. I, I, hey, man, I'm 100%. here for it. Until they lose, they're number one. 100%. Oklahoma should be number two. They have a much better resume like way better resume yeah. than Michigan. They have a better resume than Florida State, yet they're ranked fifth. And it's it's unbelievable to me. Yeah, it's disrespectful to say the least. You, you, you also look at 
you know, look at some of the other teams here. You, you look at Washington and Oregon. What has Oregon done to be eighth? Explain to me how is Oregon eighth here? And, and you look at the, the, the job that Oregon has done, going to Lubbock and beating Texas Tech. And I don't care what you want to say about Texas Tech this year. You go on the road to Lubbock and you win, and you win 38-30, and that is the only competitive game you've played all year? Where you you have thumped Stanford, you thumped Colorado, you thumped Hawaii, you dropped 81 on Portland. Yeah, and, and I think the thing that stands out is, is not only were these games not competitive, dude, you held three of your five opponents to single digits. Like, that's domination by any standard. And I'm trying to figure out, okay, uh, maybe, you know, it's just that the Big Ten is, is so good because Penn State, I mean, they've beaten West Virginia, and that, that win, hey, man, that win looks better and better every week yep. that West Virginia pisses off the rest of the Big 12. That win looks better and better. Delaware at Illinois, 31 nothing over Iowa, and they beat, they beat Northwestern. Make me the case, somebody make me the case that Oregon should be ranked behind Penn State? That Washington should be ranked behind Penn State? Yeah, and I think, you know, the 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 issue here is kind of the point you've been making for, hell, as long as I can remember, which is we've just thrown out strength of schedule. It, it, it's much more... Doesn't we're, matter. We're, we're much more, it seems like, in today's day and age, going off of narrative, meaning, okay, well, like I saw a thing today, a graphic today, very similar to this, talking about, you know, defensive rankings. Like, hey, there's tiers in college football, the best teams. And the top tier by this graphic was Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. And this was a major television network's ranking. And and so I'm sitting here saying, okay, so people nationally think that the Big Ten has some of the best defenses in the country – and they also cannot get away from the fact that the Big Ten teams really haven't played too many people, excluding Ohio State with that Notre Dame game, which obviously, like he just said, doesn't look as good now. Like, even still, how are how are all these Big Ten teams up front? And so then I get to, okay, where we started with Alabama. So if we're going to go off narrative and we're going to do that with the Big Ten, why are we not doing it with the SEC? Because, I don't know. Because by anybody's standard... If we take the SEC's strength of schedule away, they are still better than you. Look at the recruiting classes. Look at who at who the head coaches are. Look at their resumes the past few years. Like that's what I'm saying. I don't know where the love for the Big Ten comes from. And here's the last point, and then I want your comments. Is the is the AP top twenty five a credible standard that the college football playoff should use? How is Notre Dame still ranked in the top 25? The way you've lost to whom you've lost. Yeah. How are you still ranked in the top 25? I don't get it. Yeah. Because there's no bigger homer of the domer than me. And I'm telling you, they're not one of the 25 best teams in the country. They're not as good as LSU. No. I, I do not believe they're as good as, as Kansas, who, by the way, Bill Self's decision comes down tomorrow, according to Pat Forty. That's going to be a bomb. Um, they're certainly not like you look at Washington state. I think Notre Dame and Washington state are very close. Washington state would give Notre Dame a hell of a game. I, I Notre Dame is not one of the 25 best teams in the country period. Yeah. Point blank. 
And, and I just don't understand how it continues to happen. Well, and I look really quick. I don't mean to get the comments, but like, look at a team like Ole Miss. Like, Ole Miss is is a good SEC team this year, and and nobody's talking about them, and it's because their brand is not as big as Ohio State and Michigan. And look at their loss. Who is their one loss at Alabama, twenty four to ten? So by traditional standards. That is what we call a good loss on and your And then resume. You, you bounce back and you beat LSU 55-49. And, yeah, it, it, it makes me crazy that this is the standard that we use to determine who goes to the college football playoff. And you know what it does? It puts, it puts bias in control. So the people who are deciding – you know, who are voting on this. You, you tell me the same people who vote on the AP Top 25 are not having strong relationships with the College Football Playoff Committee. Come on, I, dude. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. It, absolutely. Don't be naive, dude. And it to me, it's one of those things where I just don't, I just don't think that you can... Like, how's Miami ranked? Yeah. How's Miami in the AP Top 25? Yeah. Right? I, it, you... you I, I look at... Like, at least for Utah... And I think Utah is one of those teams that is borderline one of the 25 best teams in the country based on how they have performed on the field. They have been unimpressive offensively. Right. But they've still got wins over UCLA, Baylor, and Florida. And they beat Baylor in Baylor, at Baylor in Waco. That's a good win. Yeah, it is. They have a resume. It sucks out loud that they got thumped. By Oregon State, they were never in danger of winning that game. Yeah, they they were never in danger of winning that game. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Is the is the AP top twenty five credible? Uh, while you consider that, please give us a thumbs up. Please hit the like button. Uh, we are rapidly approaching on the program today uh, forty thousand subscribers. Um, we're at thirty nine thousand three hundred three hundred eighteen. So if you are not subscribed to the channel, please consider it. We've just got about 682 to go uh, to get to 40,000. We would love to have you guys um, on the uh, on board the channel. Uh, our comment section every single day is brought to you by our good friends at Bucked Up. Here is the link. A lot of people said they could not find the link to the Buckshot. Yes, I read your DMs. There's the link to the Buckshot. Just copy and paste that, you guys. Uh, and get free six free buck shots. We need five more people to do that before the show is over in an hour and 45 minutes. We need five more people to go and get buck shots. Hook it up. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Let's see. Who have we not heard from today? Kyle Wilson, Monty, Oregon State being ranked behind Old Miss and Louisville makes no sense. Um, I mean, look, I, I think Oregon State, What's Oregon State's resume? The problem is you lost to Washington State. But your resume is San Jose State, UC Davis, San Diego State, Utah, and Cal. Mm -hmm. And Utah, the, the problem is the Utah loss. It's handicapped now because of, you know. I, I'm curious how valuable the win over Utah is. And I think the other question is, you know, it's odd that your fate is tied together, I guess, but how much respect nationally is Washington State getting? Well, I, I think that they don't get, uh, you know, their fair share of respect, certainly. 
but they are a ranked team. They are. And, and I think that just factually speaking, that makes it fine. You know what I mean? That that makes it so you can't be like, oh, well, hey, that, you know, that situation's going to be tough on you. Like, we can't do that. They're a ranked team. Yeah. And I look at UCLA and I say, well, we're going to find out Saturday. Yeah. Because you got to go to Corvallis and you got to win. And UCLA is physical and it'll be very interesting to see how Oregon State and UCLA come out of that because the loser of that game is probably going to be out of the top 25. But, like, I'll apply the same logic. Like, you look at Oregon State, and and they've held several of their opponents to single digits. Now, I know to UC Davis and San Diego State, single digits, but the Utah win was single digits, and Utah there's, is respected. There's just not that. Yeah, you don't, have, you, don't, you don't have the Alabama win that Texas had. You don't have the Texas win that Oklahoma has. You, you don't have... You don't have Notre Dame that yeah, Ohio State has. Yeah. Like, you need that... Yeah. The, the best part and the worst part about the Pac-12 is that nobody sees you and you guys beat the hell out of each other. That's the best part and the worst part, right? The best part is we get really good football in the Pac-12. We have the best quarterback conference in the country, mm-hmm. like, but nobody sees it. So when Utah loses, it's like, all right, well, we're done voting for Utah now. But at oh, the same time. Oh, Oregon State lost? Yeah, we're done voting for Oregon. Oh, Washington? Yeah, we're, we. why did I vote for Washington State? That's the... that. <laughs> Honest yeah. to goodness, that's the conversation. Because you have soccer writers that cover MLS in Minneapolis who don't cover football with yeah. an AP vote. And you have guys like even Brett McMurphy. He he's got what has he got? Florida State third or something? I like He's had Florida State number one overall for a while, and I think now he has him third. Come on. Hey, 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 I'm not telling you that Oregon State is a bad football team because there's no way, shape, or form you can say that. Because they're not. I, I, if you've listened to this show for five minutes, you know I respect the hell out of them. But I look at, I look at a lot of these other teams in, in this ranking. Like, look at the stories being told, right? Like, you look at Oklahoma. You look at, you look at the brands that get the benefit of the doubt. Okay, like it. If I said Penn State's living on the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. right? Michigan's living on the benefit of the doubt. Oregon should be I'm telling you Oregon should should probably be 6th. Penn State should probably be 8th. I mean if we're you know Texas is lucky to be ninth after that loss. Yeah. Now they're going to be in the top 5 by the time it's all said and done and they're going to get a rematch with Oklahoma I would imagine. But I think we, this is far far from over. Uh, Maury Alvarez. Maury, where have you been, dude? Good up, to see dude? You. Hey, guys, I just want to confirm that I am not Gumby. Oh, I was worried. <laughs> Maury Alvarez, the great Floridian on the program. Maury, good to see you. I hope the kids are good. Uh, Brandon Moore, West Virginia, playing for a chance to play in the Big 12 championship, proving everybody wrong. Hey. Not, undisputed. There's no other way to phrase that. Yeah, opportunities in front of them, man. Now, Keep working. Now, let's be honest. I mean, how long does this run continue? I think it's going to be really difficult. If you are West Virginia, I mean, you look at what's in front of West Virginia, it's 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 not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But enjoy the ride. You're 2-0 in the conference, right? But you've got Houston this weekend on the road, Oklahoma State at UCF. UCF with the injuries, that's not as daunting. BYU at home, but yeah, oh, that's right. Then you got to go to Oklahoma, and that's in November. Cincinnati at Baylor. I mean, I, I think you have all of your work is ahead of you here. Yeah. 
But beating TCU was was a huge step in the right direction. And again, it's what I said yesterday. I don't care who TCU is or what they were supposed to be. West Virginia won the game. Yep. West Virginia won the game. There's no way to to spin that. We weren't couching it with TCU when Colorado won that game. No, not by any stretch of the imagination. Jeremy Callahan, West Virginia won't win another game. Mm, I don't know. Houston. Houston's not great. Houston's been really disappointing. Uh, Oklahoma State's very vulnerable. UCF is just being decimated by injuries. Uh, I think BYU, you know, being in Morgantown, that's a win. I would give that to West Virginia if all if all things were equal, but that game's in November. October traditionally either makes or breaks you. And if you look at Houston and Oklahoma State and then UCF, two of those three on the road, we're gonna find out who West Virginia is. Yep. Period. I think they win I think they win several games. Several games. I, I don't I am not here to I, I I'm they're gonna have to earn my disrespect. Because <laughs> I think what Neil Brown has done, nothing short of miracle working. Uh, Mike Smith says, yes, yes. Phenomenal Hebrew. We know for a fact Georgia should not be ranked number one. I could give a bleep what they have done for two years. I don't disagree. Yeah, the problem is they have two national But at least you understand dude. it. Yeah, you, at, at least, least you understand, understand it. it. Yeah. Right? At least you understand it. Marcus says TCU is not good. No, they're not. Yeah. No, they're not. Uh, not good at all. Jim Choi, I just paid five ninety five shipping for bucked up samplers. Bucked up, baby. Appreciate go. you doing that. We need we need one more person to go get the samples, you guys. One more person. And then as soon as that one more person does that, I'll release the new the new sampler offering. And it's awesome, you guys. Uh JK Marshall says uh Brett McMurphy knows what's up. Mm. Okay. 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 Um I listen, I Brett McMurphy knows a hell of a lot more, a hell of a lot more than I do about college football. He knows more than I'll ever know. But I look at his, I look at his, he's got Florida State third. And I'm just trying to figure out, like he's Georgia one, Oklahoma two, hell of a lot of respect for that. Florida State three. And Florida State ahead of Oregon, Penn State, Washington, Ohio State, Michigan. And I'll go back to what we've said about Florida State. And you guys, be the litmus test. In the comment section, how good is Florida State? Because, bros, I don't see it. I look at Florida State. Yes, they are undefeated. But you you went to the wire with a really mid-mid Clemson team, and you needed overtime. Yes. And I look at Jordan Travis. He was massively disappointing in that game. And the truth is, Florida State could have won that game by three touchdowns. He couldn't execute. Could not execute. And I think the other thing that sucks is it, it, about where Florida State is right now, and I haven't seen an update um, on, on Wilson. Yeah. I don't know what Johnny Wilson's situation is and how healthy he's going to be, but if he's done, they're done. Because I'm telling you, all this Jordan Travis for Heisman. Yeah, no. Jordan Travis. His name is Jordan Travis. Like, okay, cool. Where, where's Dylan Gabriel? His name's Dylan Gabriel. Where is he? Because he, he, in my opinion, Dylan Gabriel, it's time that he gets the respect that he's earned. 
Dylan Gabriel, the quarterback at Oklahoma, deserves the respect. And, and with all due respect, in in reality, all due respect, Jordan Travis isn't a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah. He's, he is With all due respect. Not. He is simply not. Yeah. I, I, I'm, ju- I'm not here for it. Jaron Eccles, who's been a member for nine months. Let's go, baby. Makes a great point. The beloved Meyer and we, the Chicago Blackhawks. Who else is going to be blasting Chelsea Dagger tonight? When Bedard scores his first goal. Go Blackhawks, baby. Also, I am... Also, I am also not Gumby. <laughs> so many alsos in that. I cannot wait. He, he, that's my dude. Connor, yeah, we Connor got about Bedard, ninety minutes. Connor Bedard's my dude. I all of my hopes and dreams, testicularly and otherwise, are hanging on Connor Bedard's hockey stick blade. I need. Hard. I want it. I am desperate for the Blackhawks to win again. I want it. Because I ain't got the Cubs, the Bears. The Bears. Please, God, let the Bulls be good. Yeah. And look, Jerry Krause from from heaven. Please. Enjoy those donuts, all of the candy. It's all yours, sir. Please. Please let the Bulls win. Drop some Phil Jackson fairy dust on top of United Center and let the Bulls win. Undefeated at home this year. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. (laughs) Jim Choi, Georgia is back-to-back champs. They are. They are. Uh, Ron Nolan, factually speaking, it makes it fun. Does the poll reflect facts? Is the fact question? It's a joke. Factually speaking, it's fun. Jakey, two holes. Okay. I couldn't follow that. Uh, Mike C. Rodriguez, a member of the program. Uh, mine was delivered today. Blood Raz is great. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Blood Raz is great. I'm telling you. You guys, the samples, and I'll check in a minute, and then, well, if, if, and I'm sure we got, we had to have gotten there. Uh, it, they are great. Jeff Woodworth, I'll get the sampler under Gumby's name since I already got one. There Please. you go. There you go. OG Gary, Brett McMurphy's a fraud. Brett's a good dude. And he's a really sharp foot. Why do you not? What did he do to you? He's not a fraud. I do disagree with his Florida state opinion, but he's not a fraud. Uh, the Buffalo Hunter, Utah shouldn't be ranked higher than 16 until they find a competent offense. And also, can we please stop talking about Cam Rising's knee? His doctor went on the record with the athletic with Cam's permission. That's where it ends. He had a complete blowout of his knee. And the surgery was nine months ago. That's a 12-month injury minimum. Let the kid live his life. Let him live his life. And I agree. I think, I think Utah, and I love Kyle Whittingham and a lot of, a lot of respect for him. I think Utah is in a situation where they're lucky to be 16th because that offense is massively unimpressive. Massively un- unimpressive. Yeah. That, that is yeah. the reality of it. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Plummer, FSU is good, but they're not third. No, they're not. They are not third. Tanner, I totally agree. They are, they are not third. Any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Buffalo Hunter, duck season offense kept screwing the defense over 21 points was lucky. Okay. James, uh, from what I am hearing out of Stillwater, many Oklahoma state players look at this next game with KU as a revenge game. The pokes are angry about what happened last year. Uh, just really quick. What happened to the walkout that was going to happen? 
Yeah, where uh, did the where, mass exodus yeah. to the transfer portal go? Well, where where did that? What happened with that man? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and I'd also remind people, Jalen Daniels appears to be just fine. Yeah, dude. Uh, did anybody see what he did? Uh, come on, man. You're so fucked. He's gonna be. He'll be just fine. Yeah. I think he will be fine. I think he will be. I hope because they they're gonna need it. They're gonna need it. Look, and, he's no Will Howard, but he'll do. And Jason Bean is is has proven he's more than capable. But Jalen Daniels will be fine. Yeah. And if you can get if you can get any semblance of offense from Jason Bean, we'll we're gonna have a ball game. Uh Aaron Wilson says Buck shots are great. Yes, they are. Yes, they Phenomenal. are. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, let's see. The uh the Christie. I enjoy the Colorado in a New Year's Six Bowl tweets. Please. <laughs> They'll be eligible. Not for New Year's Six, though. Not for New Year's Six. Uh, Mike Smith, waiting for the newest member named Cam Rising's knee. Yes. Damn, bro. Exactly. Corey Erickson. What's up, Corey? Good to see you. Got my sample pack yesterday evening. Uh, about to use the first one. Do Hit it. it, man. Do it, man. Do Take it and then comment again and tell us what you think. Yeah, I am a... Hmm. I think it makes a difference. Uh, Hawkeye fan in Indy. Monty, the devil just informed me he cannot have the Blackhawks go undefeated at home. He cannot do the impossible. In God's name, image, and likeness. They're winning the Stanley Cup. They're never going to trail the entire season. God bless. It's never going to be happen. They're, they're amazing. Uh, Bryce Martin, so Cam Rising's not playing this year. Does he get a medical red shirt? I think he will play this season when he's ready. And I don't believe that he's a medical redshirt candidate because he is not a young guy. I think we all need to remember that. And I, I think it's it's very simply a thing where you cannot you cannot rush the kid back because he's playing for more than you know the the honor of the Utes. What do you think he's doing, man? He's rehabbing his knee. So that he can get to the combine healthy and one hundred percent. That's all that matters for him right now. 20, honestly, he's twenty four years old. You guys, he's not young. He is not young at all. Uh, USC number ten overrated. I agree. Agreed. I totally. And we we just talked about this. Like, how are you? How do you have USC ranked ahead of Alabama and Old Miss? And arguably, arguably. Now Louisville with the win over Notre Dame, but we need to see where Notre Dame goes. They should not be ranked either. But I mean, if you're looking at like Oregon State's interesting, yeah, I would. I would that's what I was going to say. How is SC even ahead of Oregon State? Because yeah. Oregon State's defense is way better, and Oregon State's shown an ability to put up 50 points. And I know it was Cal. Totally get it. Totally get it. But still, let's relax a little bit. I think Oregon State is. It, I think Oregon State is a borderline top ten team, which is why they're fourteenth. I think Oregon State needs to absolutely, positively kick wholesale ass every single chance they get. Yeah, and I think it's going to be very difficult to do that. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of distractions. And again, I just, I just point out that when you're Oregon State and you you look at the schedule this week. Look at the schedule in college football, right? You, you look at, at USC, Notre Dame. USC's got another chance. They've given up 82 points in their last two games. 
yet they're playing Notre Dame in South Bend. If that if they win that game, dude, how huge is that for SC? Yeah, it's massive, right? And I I look at I look at some of the other like Ohio State and Purdue, M- Michigan against Indiana. Who cares? Nobody's gonna watch that game. No. Nah. Bama hosting Arkansas. Nobody's gonna watch that game. I shouldn't say nobody. But look at Penn State, UMass. Neat. And yet they're still going to be ranked ahead of Oregon. And they're still going to be ranked ahead of SC. Let's say Oregon beats Washington. I mean, don't you have to move them up in the rankings? Yeah, and everybody's going to be watching it. And it's the game of the week, certainly. If it, Maybe not. I say if. That, that, if that game were at Austin, I would have no doubt about it. But I look at Washington and Michael Penix and... I look at the, the, the mass hysteria that is awaiting Oregon, and that place is going to be lit. It's sold out. I mean, it's a great place to play a football game. I still think Oregon's a better football team. That yep. doesn't mean they're going to win. But Dan Lanning has those dudes walking around with hammers and sickles, dude. They want to punch you in the mouth. 100%. They don't, they don't want to be finesse and go over the top and look pretty. They want to run your ass over. And that's Dan Lanning football. And that's and, what it's going to take to win. And they do it well. Nobody has really put the beat down on Michael Penix yet this year. And I think Washington's one of the most underrated teams. That is a game you better not miss. It's 1.30 on ABC. 12.30 Pacific. 3.30 Eastern. But you look at the rest of the top 25, there aren't a whole lot of LSU, Auburn. Eh, who cares? Miami, North Carolina. Who cares? What's going to happen when Auburn loses to LSU? We're going to weaken Georgia's schedule a little more. But my point on Oregon State is you better not struggle with UCLA. You're, you're, at Corval- you're in Corvallis at Reeser. You better not struggle with UCLA. Yeah. Problem is you're going to struggle with UCLA because they are physical on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And their defense is very good. Their defense is it's – another, it's another test. It's another test for DJ. No interceptions in this game. You want to win this game, he cannot throw a pick. Period, point blank. That's it. That's the whole thing. Cannot throw a pick in any way, shape, or form. Man, I don't know why, but it is just bot season. Hey, man. Dude. Hey. Like, it is it is remarkable Yeah, how strong the bots have become. The bots are out in force today, man. Filling up the chat. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, yeah, I think that's going to be one of the games of the, of the week. I think it is. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez uh, Johnny says. Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Dan Landing will not. Uh, go good this weekend, and if it does, look out playoff. Do you know who Dan Landing is? Never heard of Dan I, Landing. I, I, I don't. Is neither he, is neither is Coach Prime. Yeah, I, I don't I'm know kidding. who Dan Landing is. Dan Lanning. Oh, I am not the Batman. Uh, Dan Landing. <laughs> if they it, listen, Johnny. If Oregon loses, you come in here on Monday and you call him Dan Landing. Because <laughs> don't worry about it. Duck season won't be here if they lose. That's right. They they won't, it won't be here. You know. Uh, Lamont Tucker, Texas shouldn't be nine. They should be at least six. You're punishing them for a good loss. There's no such thing as a good loss in those big games. Is it, you know. I mean, you admit they need to fall in the rankings. So, uh, again, you're not out of the top ten. I think that was your reward. (laughs) Yeah, Christopher Shannon, UCLA's got a defense indeed. Indeed. Uh, Look at that, Greg Hawkins. OG Gary, there are no expectations for this season anymore. Enjoy the ride. You're totally Seriously. right. There are zero expectations. Seriously. And it, it's really unfortunate because I think if Cam and Brant Keithy had been healthy, 
This is a very different team. Yeah. Cam Rising, and I know everybody forgets because, again, nobody watches Utah football. Cam Rising is a dynamic, multifaceted, very talented quarterback. Arguably the best in the conference. And it, it, injuries take that from you. Yeah. You know, like it, it sucks. Uh, AI is taking over, KF says. No, he's retired. He's not playing anymore. AI. Allen Iverson. See what I did there? It's fine. Uh, Arizona Sun Salad. Don't sleep on my AF Flyboys. They're going to get a New Year's Six. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, bot flies replicating. I hope you are wrong. Bryce Martin, so are we now... Hello. So are we no longer uh, faulting Washington for the Arizona game, right? Well, I I think Arizona has an Arizona proven to be a pretty good team. What do you mean faulting them for it? I mean, are, yeah, are, what do you are, mean by that? Like, are we saying that they should be punished because they won the game 31-24? Yeah, at I, Arizona? Like, that's a good win. I don't I don't know that I would be faulting. I mean, I mean you need to understand that Arizona is an improved team. They are not just some awful team anymore. And you have to understand that that game is a trap game, one going to going home to Oregon. And then look at what they did to Boise, Tulsa, Michigan State, and Cal. I mean, absolutely dismembered them. <laughs> dismembered is probably a little strong. You know. And Penix is completing 75% of his passes. Hello? Like, what are we That's talking unreal. about, man? That's unreal. 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Come on. I mean, the guy is, he, he's absolutely a stud. And for a guy that stands in the pocket and delivers the football, I, I love the guy. I think Michael Penix, Michael Penix is going to be a Sunday quarterback. There is no question in my mind about that. Jeff Woodworth, I want to see Miami Notre Dame. Which coach screws it up worst at the end of the game, dudes? Why? I mean, you only need 10 guys on the field to get behind Miami's defense, so it's fine. My bad. How Sorry did about you that. have four? No. Uh, all right, let me check the bucked up because I know a lot of people want the shaker cup. So let me check the bucked up. And we are at, have we done it? Have we done it? Hello. Have we done it? Hello. And we, hello. I'm just, it, the, it's, hello. it takes time. Uh, but I believe we have done it. So yes, we have done it. Yeah! We have officially done it. Boom. You guys Boom. are freaking studs. All right, uh, let me tee up the link to get boom, you guys out of here. Boom, out of here. Out of here. Uh, let me tee up the link um, to get you guys. Where is it? Hello. Is it me you're looking for? Uh, I'll give you guys a shaker. Okay. And uh, three free samples uh, and the shaker. Uh, and I'm telling you that the shaker is absolutely the dude. Their shaker game is real. It is. It is, it so is good. unbelievable. Yes. Um, you know I the will. blender balls. You know. You know blender balls are everyone in the chat. So you know how every other shaker cup, the blender ball is just in the cup, like it's just loose shaking around. Yeah. No. Not with. Not with bucked up shakers. Wow, Sorry. that's a nice beat, dude. No, I'm. I'm, dude, I'm gonna... Were you vibing over there? Okay, uh, free. I'm commenting it into the show right now. Okay. You guys. We're commenting. Okay, you okay. You can go. Whoa. Hello. Whoa. Whoa, bro. You can go and get that free shaker sample right there. 
So um, I said, yeah. You get a shaker and three free samples of bucked up uh, sups. I would highly recommend if you're a gym guy, go get there. Uh, absolutely go get their pre-workouts. They are fantastic. Hook it up, a free shaker, and it again, I'm telling you, it's the best shaker you've ever had. Go get it, free shaker, free supplement samples. Hook it up. Aaron Wilson says two holes blending balls. Yeah, you know me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was at the gym this morning, and I did see the biggest, uh, I think it was called the hydrator. Whoa. And it was a water bottle that had to be the size of, like two, two, no, <laughs> it's not, no, it's not that small. Uh, My it, bad. It, it's at least the size of two full regulation basketballs. The thing was, can you this, measure it? And this dude's just walking around with it and it's so heavy because it was full. He has to like grab it. And yeah. Right. I'm not doing that. Uh, the Buffalo Hunter says drink shaker, not to be confused with Herbert and Booker shakers. Exactly right. Hey bear, please. Hey, Bear. Shaker, I got a Vitamix. It's all good. Oh, dude. You know. The shaker cups are amazing. The uh, the outsourced to ice shaker, right? Exactly right. Uh, OG Gary says their shakers are next level. Yes, 100%, they are. dude. Bucked up doesn't make anything that's bad, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Dixon says, I got mine in the mail today. Let's go. Look it up. Richard uh, Salino, even if Rising and Keithy play against Oregon, they will lose. <coughs> I disagree. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think that you don't get to where Utah's been and lay down for anybody. And if you look at they beat Oregon State if Cam Rising plays. They just could not they simply could not move the football because they could they like they could not make decisions. You don't have a guy quarterback who's ready to play Oregon State, man, who's ready to be in that environment and like uh, you just don't And Rice Eccles Stadium Again, I, I, I will evangelize for it until the end of time. Rice-Eccles Stadium is just as good a home field advantage as Autzen is. It is loud. It shakes. You, I mean, you, you watch their home games, especially night games. You watch their home games, and you see the sideline reporters unable to hear because it's just it's ear-piercing. It is so loud. And I have to think Oregon, Utah, if they both remain – unbeaten until that date and that's a big if yeah uh on both sides i think that's a flex to primetime game that's a flex to you yeah know, yeah cougar tracks i'm a shaker but i'm really old who cares uh bigfoot if you're old you still need the shaker cub jakey balls loose yes 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 Man. um let's see levlong seven arizona is definitely better than they have been for a long time yes without question yes jetfish is doing a really good job mm -hmm. down there man no doubt about it aaron wilson says macaque okay. okay first of all dude okay that's not how you pronounce it it's macaque and that's a monkey <laughs> that that elon musk has been killing lately okay so just poor show some buddy. respect okay macaque yeah poor, thanks. Li poor little buddy thanks all right, uh, a couple more comments, and we got to get to football 50 in 10 minutes. Katie Raider, how the heck are you, Katie Raider? New, uh, look at that, new avatar, new picture there, like that. OG Gary, Arch Manning definitely coming to Utah, LOL. Man, You're casual. Ute fans would lose their mind. Jim Choi, you Shaw, you, Utah should have brought in Spencer Sanders when he was in the portal. Yeah, well, shoulda, coulda, woulda, didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? Hello, Katie. Hello, Katie Raider. Uh, Utah with Rising and Keithy is top of the pack again. Utah without Rising and Keithy is probably fifth. Truth. Truth. 
Mike C. Rodriguez. It ain't Kyle Field. How like did anybody even notice Greg Skanky running or excuse me, Greg Sankey? Y'all feel me? Uh, running around the Cotton Bowl and then going to Kyle Field and watching Alabama break Jimbo Fisher's buyout again. Mm. I mean, it's hard. Um, Damn, like, um, um, am I the only one who's like, yeah, bro, Alabama Jimbo's did. buyout. Alabama That's did what Gumby he did. Is, dude. He's out there negotiating Jimbo's buyout. Okay. What was Nick Saban's bonus for that game? Uh, I don't know. Check Jimbo's buyout. <laughs> Oh, Nick Saban got a bonus, the equal amount of Jimbo's buyout. He's set for life. Back to the envelope calculations. How awesome would that be? Oh, my God. Uh, bucked up shakers indeed, sir. Yes. Indeed. Um, I put it in the comments section. Yeah. More bots. You guys, what are we doing with the bots, Yeah, we're bro? botting, dude. It is. Gotta be fucking kidding me. No, I'm, it is wild to me. That just over the last three days, the bots have been... Yeah, we've been ebbing and flowing on YouTube, there's no doubt. And clearly the bots do the same thing, you know? Yeah. They've made their return. Uh, bro, Arch Manning is Sark's dream quarterback. He'd give up his whole team before losing Arch. Well, then why isn't he playing? Well, that's right, because you got uh, a guy who's better than him who's named Quinn. That's right. Um, Let's see. Tanner Plummer, I remember back in 2006. Oh guys, 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 guys. Here we go. <laughs> what were you, five years old it's in been, 2006? You know, it's hey been too long since hey we got the crazy ass. Now, <laughs> I remember sitting in front of the TV when I was in the womb. Mom and dad. Pause, bro. Pause. They were watching, you know, like, it, um, it, what are they, the, when, every, when the LDS church meets? Um, oh, General Conference. I remember they were watching General <laughs> Conference. And the Lord spoke to me through the the umbilical cord. In God's name, image, and likeness. And I listened to every word. What's up, big bro? And that's why myself I've chosen to be no. Hey, man. God bless. Not doing it. Not doing it. I remember back in 2006, Utah had a quarterback named Tom Grady, and 10-year-old me thought Tom Brady plays for Utah. Well, you were, again, you were still <laughs> sipping off the umbilical cord there. It's tough. You know. Uh, Boston Mapes, the Tanner voice, yes, please. It's not the Tanner voice. Tanner has banned us from ever calling it or using. It's not fucking real. The Tanner voice. <laughs> you know, so we're not allowed to, do, so we don't. Uh, can you make me a mod? I can ban them uh, for you. I, sorry, I can't. Uh, how about this MLB postseason? Yeah, well, here's the problem with that, dude. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm the worst there is. The Twins are getting their ass beat in this game. But that doesn't matter because Sonny Gray's a stud, dude. Yeah, Sonny Gray struck out five. And Price Picks still hasn't updated it. Oh, is that right? Yes. God darn it. Son Hopefully they update it when the game's over. Greg, here is my prize picks for today. Greg, uh, please. Connor Bedard and Corey Seager. Uh, more than five shots on goal in total bases. Go Rangers. Uh, Dean Kramer. Hey, Dean. Uh, versus Texas. Go O's. I need four strikeouts. Sidney Crosby, I need an assist. And Aiden Hill with VGK, I need 23 saves. Now, I will candidly tell you as a degenerate, um, that I also have 
another little uh Come on, what, man. what do we call this uh, uh, position back in the back in the familia we called it a side piece yeah little baklava yeah uh, you know <laughs> I'm, Grow up. I'm i'm embarrassed no. Grow up. um here is my side piece on prize picks oh aiden hill <laughs> vgk it is juicy 22 and a half saves. Sonny Gray and Nate Evaldi, eight strikeouts. So you're going to hit on that. My, huh? You're going to hit on that. Oh, yeah. Sonny Gray struck out five while giving nah, he up. he struck out six. Oh, he struck out six. Excuse me. While giving up 37 runs to Houston. <laughs> and then, like an idiot, yeah. <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. Uh, I pick Aaron Nola tomorrow. I Dude, never, you are I never casual, prize picked bro. the next day, but I did today. So I need him to strike out five tomorrow for this one to hit. Yeah, Sonny had six Ks. Thank God. So, by the way, I'm all in on Aiden Hill. Yeah. Pimp's going to pimp, Aiden. Don't you forget it. Here's Jake's prize picks today. But Darden Seeger, same as I have. Aiden Hill, same as I have. Sonny Gray, Nate Evaldi, same as I have. And Sidney Crosby, same um, as I have. Tweak a nipple. Like it tweak is. Tweak a nipple. Sorry, that's a Sopranos thing. Anyway, the point is, we're we're dialed up here, Hawkins. Yeah. So we are with you. If you guys want to play Prize Picks, make sure you click the link in the description yeah, below. Yeah, if you're with me, okay? Uh, yeah. Uh, I hated having to play catch up at work after a vacation. Hey, Boss Frog, my my man, dude, stay hard, my man. Dude. Let's go. How, how's the how's the uh, how's the wannabe GT3 RS doing, bud? How's it doing? Are, are we still are we still plugging cars in? Or are we actually going to transition over to a real Porsche? What do you think? Boss Frog says I was on vacation. <laughs> then getting my ass kicked at work. Is there anything worse? Wait, what do you mean you were getting your ass kicked at work? Because when, see, says guy who's never worked for a living. What are you talking um, about? When you go on vacation and you come back... Oh, that's and, right. We never stop working, so and, we don't have this experience. And whatnot, and you've got a pile <laughs> of emails, and you've got Jimmy down the hall who needs help with this project because a flipping idiot can't count the it ten. It is what it is. Takes off his shoes and uses his pinkies. <laughs> so you got to get caught up. Yeah, whatever. You know, you got to get caught up. It's it's brutal. It is absolutely brutal. That, but it is what it is. Uh, yes, Mike Smith, I hate having to play catch-up. Uh, Ron Nolan, Tanner Plummer, Tom Grady was a huge-ass mistake for Utah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you know, guys, guys, guys. I remember back in the summer of 74. <laughs> you know. I don't know. Uh, release the Kraken. Yeah. Hockey tonight. Vorlon Angel. Vorlon Angel. Let's go. So why did Arizona lose their five-star recruit? What happened? I do not know. I do not know. Tanner Plummer, hey, Boss Frog, is TCU winning this week? Why? Damn, bro. Why? You know, why? Damn. Why? Hell no. Why? Damn. Bull pup. It, you got a picture of orange pulp. Uh, Boss Frog works from home. Okay. I actually respectfully think that's wrong. I'm pretty sure he goes in the office, but yeah, I could be. He, could be he, he drives a Porsche. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't put any action on any of the games this past week. I feel so dirty. What? I mean, what did you wow. do all weekend? Like, no action. No action. Kind of sounds like Jake. Yeah. I mean, oh! What you want me to say to them? And come on, dude. All right. Football at 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the Monty Show program. Uh, we bring you the biggest stories in sports occasionally in football. At Football 50, presented by Prize Picks. Use the promo code Monty. 
to get 100% deposit matching or click the link below. It'll embed the link for you. Yeah. Today on Football at 50, it's NFL Truth Bomb. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Starting with Captain Kirk Cousins. Should I talk like this throughout the second? Do it. Should the Minnesota Vikings trade Captain Kirk Cousins to the New York Jets? Jake, what say you? Yeah, this is pretty clear, dude. You're one and four. It's not working out, and the Jets need a quarterback. Okay, go out, go out and get it done. Right? You're one and four. Four losses is more than two holes. Go trade the guy, please. Dak Prescott is not the problem in Dallas. I actually don't think Dak is the problem in Dallas. I, I, they, they do not have enough talent around him, and Jerry Jones can sit here every week on his cute little radio show in Dallas and run his mouth about how C.D. Lamb shouldn't get more targets in a year when C.D.'s up for a contract. We see the game you're playing, Jerry. We get it, dude. The problem is not with C.D. Lamb, even though he's got a lot to improve on. The issue is Dak doesn't have a good tight end the way Patrick Mahomes does. Hey, no. Dak doesn't have a secondary wide receiver the way Patrick Mahomes does. And most importantly, Dak doesn't have a go-to, no doubt about it, bona fide number one wide receiver. Dak Prescott! So, yeah, does Dak have things to work on? Yes. He's not the issue in Dallas. Dak Prescott's not the issue! Okay. Uh, Brock Purdy is a legitimate top five quarterback in the National Football League. Yeah, I don't think you can. I, I don't think you can continue to say that this guy is just playing this well because it's Shanahan's system Mike or Shanahan. he's got a lot of talent around him. Kyle's the reality his kid. of the situation is Brock Purdy is making throws. He knows the system. It is an easy system to learn, but you still got to throw the football. And I think the guy deserves a lot of credit. He hasn't lost as a starter yet, man. Brocktober. And everyone's going to say, oh, well, the Eagles lost. Well, he went out of the game early because he was hurt, dude. Brocktoberfest. Yeah. So, come on. Show some respect. Brock Purdy. He's a top five quarterback. Yes, he is. Mac Jones versus Bill Belichick. The hoodie's a jag off. He is. He is. And at some point, the hoodie needs to get out of the way. At we some point. We haven't had a jag off. Wait, wait, hold on. We haven't had a jag off reference in like three days. Where, where, Where is uh, uh, Casey Anthony? Where are you know. at, dude? Okay, so Bill Belichick's so, a jagger. Yeah, the hoodie uh, is being exposed. Everyone was like, "Oh, is it Tom or is it the hoodie?" The hoodie's yeah. exposed. It was Tom, and the hoodie got pulled down now without Tom. That's and how so, you get exposed. Yeah, you and pull so, down your hoodie. <laughs> and so Mac Jones needs to find a new home. I would love to see him get traded. I'd love to see him be in a better situation because Mac Jones or uh, Bill Belichick is a defensive guy. There's no doubt about that. And I don't care who your offensive coordinator is, if you don't have talent on offense, you're not going to win games. I would agree with that. Lamar Jackson, Anthony Richardson. Who runs faster and better? Because neither one of them throw worth a damn. Please. Uh, I think this is a really interesting one. Because Anthony Richardson can actually really throw the ball, but he gets piped every time he tries to run. Lamar Jackson runs really well, but he can't throw the ball, so the Ravens get piped every time they cut him a game yeah, check. You know, Lamar just hits his guys in the hands all the time, but it's fine. Oh, God. Don't start seeking. <laughs> you promised me you weren't going to do this. <laughs> you brought, we, we had you a huge argument. We, were talking about we this had today. a huge argument. We talked about it in the free show meeting. We had a huge, that was yesterday, argument over <laughs> Dak Prescott versus Lamar Jackson. Last year I said, oh, hey, Dak threw 15 interceptions and 10 of the 15, according to the great step out of the end zone, Orlovsky, Dan Orlovsky. Yeah, nice tablet. Did a, did a little <laughs> thing on that big tablet where he said 10 of those 15 picks 
were on frame and hit the receiver in the hand. And Jake's like, well, I don't care. It doesn't matter. He sucks. So now, now, Here's what you're you get Lamar Jackson. Oh, he hit the receiver in the hands. Oh, my God. Lamar's the greatest ever. These receivers suck. What's the difference between Lamar hitting them in the hands and Dak hitting them in the hands? The difference is Lamar's already got his contract. Explain Dak it to me. didn't have his contract at that time. Dak was trying to get a contract. So it's not an ideal time. And the other difference is, by the way, are we just skipping over the fact that Lamar's, you know, balls that hit other dudes in the hands didn't turn into interceptions? Jake's a hater. Hey, call me a hater. It is what it is, dude. Circumcising Skeeters with Jera. Yeah. Jake hates the Cowboys. Yeah. Do you have it? Who, who's your NFL team? The Bears. Jake hates the Cowboys and loves the Houston Texans. The C.J. Strouds. The Houston Texans for the win. He loves guys who wear washcloths to massages. Jakey two holes. The Houston Texans. <laughs> too much fucked up. Dude. Uh, I don't think Dak is the problem there. And nah. as far as Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson, it I doesn't matter because they're both always hurt. Okay. They're both always okay. hurt. Okay. And, right. and truth be told, I would take Anthony Richardson, no. but he's got a severely sprained AC joint in his shoulder. Which is in the back of your shoulder. There's a little joint that's like Yeah, it's called tendon. an AC joint and stuff. It's a tendon cartilage thing. And he's hurt because guess what? He got hit while he was running. Who knew that when you ran in the NFL, big dudes fall on top of you? Who knew? I, you, I'm sorry. You cannot no, not. win Super <clears throat> no, Bowls not, with sorry. a running quarterback. I told you so. You cannot win Super Bowls with a running quarterback. And yet here we are. Oh, it's so sad. No, it's not. He's a running quarterback. Those dudes get hurt. Hey, look at all. Look at look at your boy last night, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who, uh, by the way, threw an interception. <clears throat> How did Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt? Running the football. Oh. I'm telling you. There's a reason the Hall of Famers are all stand and deliver quarterbacks. There's a reason that guys who are who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Pat. Right now it's Patrick Mahomes. Is Patrick Mahomes a running quarterback? Well, sort of, but is he running because he's trying to they call design runs almost never. He runs to create space to throw. That's what the quarterback is today. Yeah. So whether you're Justin Fields, Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson, it doesn't matter. You're it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. And we can sit here and, and try to debate it, but I'm telling you. First team all RG3. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Aaron Wilson says, wreck him, Kim Coulter. Okay. Is Kim Coulter in the room? Uh, Aaron, uh, Aaron Wilson. You guys are jagoffs for not announcing gift ships. I'm sorry. What is a gift ship? Oh, did you gift memberships? Oh. You gifted members. Okay, you ready? Okay, turn the music down. Turn the music down. Aaron Wilson, what a jag off. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong script. Wait, uh, turn the drops back up real quick. Turn the drops back up. Okay. Aaron Wilson gifted memberships. <laughs> Aaron Wilson gifted memberships because pimps are going to pimp in. Whatever. He's a pimp. Because he lost all his money wagering on Texas Tech, so he has to pimp. And pimping ain't easy. I should stop. Yeah. Um, okay. Aaron Wilson, thank you for gifting hey, a membership. by the way, Buckshot works, okay? Yeah, I have a lot of it. <laughs> 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 oh, my God.
Um, you know, wow. it, it is what it is. Jeez. It, it it is it is, it, you know. Um, Boston Mapes. Hey, the Cowboys were angry for what the Niners did to them last two years. Look where that got them. <coughs> Sean Jenkins still think. Oh God, still think the Cyclones can't improve this year. Didn't say that. Didn't say. It. And you got to We talked about it yesterday. Got to tip your cap, man. Got to give a lot of credit to Iowa State. I mean, if I were a betting man. Which you're not. I'd probably stay out of Iowa State. <laughs> see what I. Yeah, I, I see what you did there. I I am not a good person. I. What? What? Uh, Aaron Wilson. I actually won on Tech and Taj Brooks. Hey Taj. Yeah, now you did. How'd that Wyoming game work out with your bookie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, t- Ask Tyler Shuck what he thinks about the Wyo game. Tanner Plummer, Gardner Minshew is solid. He's a better backup than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, I'm a better backup than Marcus Mariota. Amazon regretting their NFL deal. Last two weeks, they got Bears and Broncos. This is why no one likes Thursday Night Football. Uh, (laughs) The problem is their ratings are massive this year. Their ratings have been Because nobody cares about baseball. Mr. Downtown. That is a creepy-ass avatar, sir. Yeah, what is that? That's Bert and Ernie in the dark. Where are their hands? Uh, the only Madden scramble QB to win a Super Bowl is Russell Wilson. I would, I would agree with that. Uh, why? What is Dak's signature game? Dak is, Dak is mid. Dak makes big mistakes when they need him to step up over and over again. <laughs> um... The thing you can't get away um, from is the Dallas Cowboys are woefully under-talented in skill positions. Yeah. And we we have talked about this repeatedly with CeeDee Lamb. Yeah. Look at the 49ers. Who's the Brandon Ayuk? Who's the, who's the Debo? Who's the CMC? Who's the... The 49ers are just a more talented team. We can, we can spin this. In all seriousness, we can spin this any way you guys want to spin it. The 49ers are a better football team. They beat the hell out of the Cowboys because the Cowboys are not talented. And now Leighton Vander Esch with this neck thing, if he's done, they're done. Yeah. And how many years in a row are you going to build a defense on a guy in Leighton Vander Esch who can't stay healthy? Um, it's unfortunate what happened. He had a neck the in, truth. He compressed his face uh, into, oh, my God, his, uh, Micah Parsons' rib cage, and he has an, a neck injury. Yeah. At some point, Jerry's going to step in front of something and he's not going to grace us with his presence anymore. And that's when the Cowboys will win because he spends money in the wrong positions. Yep. Plain and simple. Because I, I, it is so frustrating to me that you thought CeeDee Lamb was the guy because he's never been the guy. Yeah. He's never been the guy. He'd be an outstanding number two. Right. Uh, David Humes, David Humes, Miami finally lost. Uh, fins up, keep ignoring us. Exactly. Exactly. And Tua? Has I a, give Tua a lot of respect, hasn't bro. Hasn't bounced his head off the turf yet. I, 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 I hope the guy dude. wins the MVP, the passing title, I, the whole damn thing. Yeah, dude. I hope he wins the whole thing. Jim Choi, we got, co- uh, we got college football today. Tuesday football. I just don't. It. Who cares? I, I hate to say who cares, but who cares? It, Jake. Like, honestly. What are you talking about? Like, dude, 
I, I, dude, that it's 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 Louisiana Tech and Middle Tennessee State. I mean, come on. Dude. Game the of the dynasty week. is not over. Welcome to scenic Murfreesboro, Tennessee, everybody. Holy crap, dude! All right, here in the Truck Stop Conference, we're presented by Flying J. Don't forget to get your free chaw pack on the way out of the stadium. Can't be dipping in the corridors, but once you get in the parking lot, Spittoon is all on you, sir. Correct the mundo. All right, on. Learfield Communications. <laughs> you know. Come on, dude. You know. You also, Liberty Jack State. Dude, hey, dude. Coastal Carolina is going to Boone, North Carolina to take on Appy State. Um, the great Appy State. All um, right, let's forget um, previewing this game. You guys remember when we went to the big house and those guys didn't tie their shoes and we whooped that Michigan Wolverine ass? We're getting somewhere. Let's talk about that game instead of who are we playing tonight? Oh, the Cox, Coastal no. Carolina. No. But but it's the Shant Shant the, the Chandelier the the Coastal Carolina Chandeliers are in town. <laughs> I if there is one person listening to this show still and you're not, but if there's one person and you bet on that game, if you bet on the Coastal Carolina, Shan it's not chandeliers. I should. So I I guarantee you, there's going to be a comment. It's the Coastal Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> Look, you asshole! It's Chanticleers, <laughs> and you know it. Don't pay respect to the Chanticleers. Wait, I'm sorry, chandelier. I I thought you said pan. Wait, it actually pan? is the Chanticleers. Chanticleers, bro. Okay. All right. What 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 it's is a, it's a, a it's a bird it's like a rooster. Oh, a rooster. Okay. Yeah. Okay, a rooster. The cack. <laughs> well, nobody in Boone, North Carolina listening to this show anymore. My bad. I mean, happy state though. Good okay. lord. I should probably stop. Uh JK Marshall, Jake, why are you so negative? Yeah, can you have some fun for once? Um rain cloud. Jim Choi, Coastal Carolina plays Happy State tonight. Wow, man, dude. Tanner Plummer, Happy State, Coastal Carolina looks like a good game. <laughs> you know. Whew. Hmm. Thankfully, that is that a good game if there is nothing on and your only alternative is to go fishing for minners? Is that excuse me, minners? Minners, the little. <laughs> you mean minnows? No, min. Do you not have a TikTok account? No. Thank you. My point is... I, I don't believe in giving my information away. So let me ask you this. If your only guys, 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 alternative guys, guys. to the Chanticleers, <laughs> the Eclairs, the Coastal Carolina Chanta Eclairs, playing Appy State, if that's your only game, would you rather watch every minute of that game or go skunk hunting and the only way to kill him is to choke him out with your bare hands? Donnie, you're out of your element. And they're porcupines, not skunks. Just saying. Next question. Who says no to bass fishing at that point? <laughs> We're question. driving by Echo Reservoir in, in northern Utah today, and there's one dude bass fishing on his boat. And Jake's like, no, with that. That's not me. Bro, nope, it's I'm not that guy. 50 degrees out, and you're on a little boat, and it's windy. <laughs> it's what are we not doing? Cold. It's what 50 are we doing? degrees. What are we doing? Your generation is so soft. 50 degrees on a bass boat is heaven. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Uh, 50 degrees on a golf course is heaven, not a bass boat. Jake is a rain cloud. There is a hurricane coming. And you mean a chandelier? A chanta clear. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sean Jenkins for $2. Still think the Cyclones can't improve. I read that one. Uh, let's see. James, Okie State, Oklahoma State. Owned. <laughs> Stillwater just turned off their radios. Uh, has uh, Oklahoma State has found its mojo. Defense forced turnovers. Okay, can I? Dude. Bro. And listen, I'm not trying to be that guy. Which is an indicator. I'm about to be that guy. <laughs> I knew today would be shitty. Let me just ask, and, and this is just my opinion with all due respect. Which means I'm about to disrespect Okie State. <laughs> with all due respect. Has anybody found uh, Will Howard yet? Uh, Will, are you still with us, sir? Forced turn. I thought you said Oklahoma State forced turnovers. Were they holding his family hostage? Because that's the only thing that makes sense. Dated. It's ridiculous. Ran for 176 yards against a good K-State defense. Yes, OSU will get revenge on KU Saturday. Oh, please, dude. I hope you're not counting on turnovers. Dude. Mm. Harry Austin, I bet on all three college football games tonight. Why are you calling me out? <coughs> well, let's see. Guys, guys, I mean, guys, guys. The Chanteliers are looking real good listen, tonight. What do you think? Listen. I have a really nice chandelier in the in the in the entryway of my house. I think that's a pretty good indicator. Coastal Carolina's on, I'm betting Coastal Carolina because if you have a chandelier and the chandeliers are playing, it is what it is. I'm just saying, and if we're being real honest, you watch Coastal Carolina. That 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 uh, what's their worst loss? Uh, that, <laughs> listen, the Georgia State game we forced turnovers. Not Georgia Tech. Georgia State. Georgia Directional. Yeah. Uh, the State School of Georgia. Right, right, uh, right, Which would be Georgia. But that doesn't matter. So Georgia Tech. Um, and listen, man. Georgia. Did you say Georgia? Did we beat Georgia Tech? No, you lost to uh, Georgia Directional 38-28. You have well, to listen, check it before so you wreck it. In that game, they did what Gundy at Okie State did. They forced us turnovers. And it, I'm know, a man. It happens. But you guys have lost uh, three of your five games. Because right. it's garbage. The, but the wind is is the barometric pressure in the wind on the chandelier. It's swinging in my entryway. I. It's the fucking vernal equinox. It's a Georgia directional school. What do you want us to do? <laughs> Here, you better not have been, sir. Games. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez. No disrespect to the Cowboys. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it real. Ah, sponsored by Vagisil. Vagicly. Okay. Uh, okay. Monty, it's stool water. Sorry for the correction. Stool water. We're live here in stool water, Oklahoma. We'll be right back. First quarter is brought to you by the Igloo Farm. Your best choice for outhouses. Need a shitter on site? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, James, I love you. Uh, I I do. James, if you're still a listener of ours, thank you for staying. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Big Will is going to shake it off and be back on track. He will. He will. The Nye Guy. What's up, Nye Guy? Cowboys are uglier than Madonna's latest fave. Li- oh, dude. Madonna's plastic surgery. <laughs> why, do, why do we have to go to plastic surgery, bro? <laughs> no, Mike. Mike. Uh, <laughs> Price check, Vagisil on uh, Register 7. Uh, Vagisil price check. <laughs> Jakey Tools, can you grab that off aisle 7? Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> right? Bro. Okay, James. 
If Oak State, I'm never saying Oak State. If Oklahoma State wins on Saturday, no. will you buy a cougar tail and send it to me? Well, we don't human traffic, so I don't recommend you do that either. I can, I have to say no to that. Yeah, please respect my privacy. Next uh, question. Yeah. <laughs> if KU wins, I will send you two brisket sandwiches from from Bucky's, one for Monty and one for Jake. I, I, sir, I don't think you should be sending us food. I, I, I'm not confident that uh, it'll be in a good place when it gets here. Okay? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I mean. Just don't just donate to the show. How about that? Just tip the just, show. Just pick the dead flies off of it. Yeah, dude. Their larvae's fine. Yeah. Um, I will not buy you cougar tail. It, it, that's Teddy Wayman's department. It's fair. I want Monty show short sleeve hoodies. Oh man, they're so good. See? See? Short sleeve hoodies. Where mm. it's at. Okay. One bone. Okay. I'm telling they're amazing. Uh, Aaron Wilson, I got money on those games tonight, too. You're a liar. Uh, Jeremy Callan, directional school. I thought for an SEC, for a sec you were referring to Penn State and said <laughs> correctional. <laughs> I, here we are in College Station at Penn State Correctional Institution of Schooling. Uh, presented. <laughs> here we are with uh, the uh, Jerry Sandusky Death Chamber pregame show. Please. Penn State should not be. Jackson Graham says, LOL, stool water. For the record, James says, they don't play in stool water. They play in still water. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Uh, Okie State, James. Here we go. <clears throat> For the record, Oklahoma State has gone to 17 bowls in a row. Name another team who has done that. Notre, um, Notre Dame. Georgia. <clears throat> Bama. Bama's uh, not. Okay. Uh, the Porta John Conference. All right, here we are with the Chandeliers in the Porta John Conference. And because the Chandeliers play here at Coastal Carolina, you ran a Porta John right now. We'll hang a chandelier under the shitter. All right, <laughs> one time code. Use Oki State as your promo code, folks. Back with kickoff right after the um, it is It is technically the Porta Potty. Official pregame show. Well, we call it the Party John Show here. Can never have too much the, fly trap inside uh, of one of our parties. Uh, their best selling product is the Poly John 1001. All right, the Poly John 1001 kickoff classic. <laughs> about to get underway here in Boone, North Carolina. Congratulations, Oklahoma State, on um, their 18th straight bowl appearance here at the Port of John Shitter Galactic 1000. The Stoolwater River rivalry. Oh. Um, San Diego State. I have family and friends who are University of Charleston alums. It, it's Is this going to turn into another Gonzaga situation, <laughs> Gonzaga. 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 I like Gonzaga. Oh, Glenn, you've listened Gonzaga. too long. Oh, my God. So good. Oh, my God. So good. Johnny Gonzalez, next chat named Madonna Plastic Surgery. All right, let's go to uh, the comment section. Madonna Plastic Surgery. I know, reset. <laughs> Not even wrong, bro. Oh, this is why we do this show. Um, I, I'm, I, you know, uh, Jackson Graham. I just got off of work. Hopefully, the show isn't over. It's not. Nah, dude. The show goes on. <laughs> the show goes on. <clears throat> uh, 
Okay, the Nye guy. There are big wheels out there with less plastic than Madonna's face. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. Chill, wow. bro. Listen, man. There are oceans in this on the planet. You know those little vortexes of plastic? Yeah, they have less plastic than Madonna's ass. Um. You guys are so mean. Uh, you have to send Jake two brisket sandwiches, one for each hole. Hey. Wow. Barbecue in the in the mail. <laughs> Wonder how that travels. What could go not wrong? good, dude. What could go wrong? And hopefully the meat's not cooked and not iced either. Uh, we use Madonna's face to scare away trick or treaters. Bro, chill, <laughs> chill, man. Wow, wow. All right, the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at the Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Speaking of Halloween costumes. <clears throat> Uh, I was talking to my friends at the Advocates today, you guys. They are in their final push with the road home. Uh, yes, I'm going to pull at your heartstrings. Yes, I'm going to ask you for assistance. Um, the Advocates, this is their Venmo. It does not come to us. It goes straight to the Advocates. They are raising money to provide homeless children with Halloween costumes. And we talked about this back in August when they were raising money for school supplies. Imagine being a 10-year-old kid who is homeless, so you don't know where you're going to sleep tonight. Maybe you're in a van or a car. You've been razzed, bullied, and picked on all day at school. And it's Halloween, and you don't have a, a costume. You probably don't have a bag for trick-or-treating. And all, all the people you go to school with, your friends, and all those bullies are going to have all that candy tomorrow. And what are you going to have? Let's change that. Let's help a homeless kid... Just have some innocence for even if it's two, three hours on Halloween. A dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever you can give. And I'm serious. If it's a dollar, send it to the advocates on Venmo. It makes all the difference in the world. And I know I, I, I don't often ask you guys for money. I'm asking you to reach into your, your pocket now and do what you can do. Uh, Venmo is super easy to use. Take a screenshot. And if you don't have Venmo... Get online, theadvocates.com. Hit them up in the chat section. They have a live chat where you can chat with an attorney 24-7, 365. You guys can figure it out. This is such a worthy cause. Imagine what $5 does for a kid on Halloween. Whether it's G.I. Joe, whether it's whatever your favorite costume was as a kid, a policeman, a fireman, a baseball player. Maybe here in Utah, maybe you're a Utah jazz player. Whatever that costume is, it makes a difference in your life. I'm asking you to please consider it. In the, in the memo section on Venmo, if you could find your way, please put the Monty Show Halloween. That helps us out. But even if you just put homeless Halloween, that would be great. Because these kids didn't ask to be homeless. They didn't ask to be put in that position. But we have a chance to make a difference, to help them have some normalcy, some fun, some innocence, so they're not thinking about where they're going to sleep tonight or getting back to school tomorrow without candy. They're thinking about having fun and laughing and playing and counting candy bars that night. That's what we want for homeless kids. There it is. Hook it up. The Advocates on Venmo, they're great people, man. I tell you, every day, the Advocates are the best injury attorneys in the business. You can chat with an attorney online. They handle auto, motorcycles, scooters, bicycles. It got hurt at work. I've, we have sent them a ton of workmen's comp business. They're the best. The Advocates, where you never pay the Advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Thank you for doing that. What was your favorite Halloween costume as a kid? Um, man, I loved being a Power Ranger. That was one of my favorite things. Being a Power Ranger? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Maury Alvarez, I will buy a Monty Shogram short sleeve hoodie. We're close, you guys. 
We're so close. Tanner Plummer, uh, LOL, Monty, you should move to Texas at this point. You know. Hey, boy. Hook him, boy. Hook him, boy. Uh, 49er UCLA Wolverine, you should do all the show in different regional accents. Nah, bro, I can't. OG Gary, we need someone to scam call Monty again. That was such an iconic moment on the show. The really. girl, by the way, everybody always asked me about the dancing girl. She never came back to the door. I hung Your an envelope. Game sucks. Yeah, I hung an envelope on the back of a uh, post. I have a post. I hung it on the back of a post. She never showed up, unfortunately. And donuts. They drain the Botox from Madonna. My God. Drain the swamp. I mean the Botox from Madonna. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, you say Gonzaga, I say Gonzaga. Hey, Brett Yormark says Gonzaga. 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 Uh, the Nye Guy, let's all thank Madonna for cleaning up the plastic in the oceans. You Damn, guys, bro. What is, what is up? Like, what did Madonna even do? OG Gary says, see y'all later. See you later, buddy. Appreciate you. Jeff Woodworth, Botox is a hell of a drug. It wow. is. Aaron Wilson, Monty, extra bucked up today. I, You know what? I slept great last night. I've worked out for, for two straight days now in the gym. Like, I feel great. Hawaii is just six weeks away now. Cannot wait. Jeff Woodworth. Well, Johnny Gonzalez, Lottie freaking da. Hey. The Nye guy, both Ron Rivera and Matt LaFleur have asked the league if they can put uh, punt on first down. Seriously. Ron Rivera is one that I would question about moving on from. I, I, I think it might be time. I think you're probably right. Okay. Uh, James took it personally. James, Oak State and Big 12 fan. Bull streaks, Georgia 26, OU 24, Wisco 21, Bama 19, Clemson 18, Oak State 17, Ohio State 10. You can all joke all you want, but the Cowboys thump K-State Friday night. Oh, dear. Ooh, Will Howard, he's so cute. Look at that sweatshirt. Interception, 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 interception. Now, okay, I'll, I'll, you can have your win, no problem. Not making it personal or anything, but I swear to God, dude, you get thumped by Kansas, Monday's not going to be fun, dude. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's fair. <laughs> How did Madonna get involved in this? Draining Madonna's cheekbones would be on Dr. Pimple Popper. Dude. Which is one of the best TikToks. Yeah, I know what time it is. Jake, don't use Where TikTok. are we at on, real quick, quick sidebar, then we got to do NBA. Where are we at on TikTok? Because I am not a TikToker. I do have an account. I don't use it. You should. Uh, like, are we all just resigned to the fact that the uh, overseas governments have all our information anyway? I don't love it. I don't love it. But I know that I... I need it. I need to have it. It's great for golf content. And it's made a huge difference in in interaction. It, it's it's been a it's been a real boom for us. Yeah. So I don't deny it's effective. Yeah. Jim Choi. Madonna's sixty five years old. She spent some money on her face. Apparently. By the way, Houston wins nine to one. Houston leads that series 2-1. And to that one. was on the road. Yeah, that was in uh, Minneapolis. St. Paul. Yeah, that series is over. Uh, Mike Rodriguez, does Madonna put her face on a la Darth Vader? I am your father. Wow. Um, let's see. Bob Smith, Madonna is slated to play Clayface in the next Batman Jesus, movie. Jesus, dude. You, bro. Johnny Gonzalez, pimple talker, and it's awesome. Uh, Tanner Plummer, speaking of TikTok, the state of Utah announced this morning that they are suing TikTok. Eh, good for them. Good luck winning that. Kevin the Destroyer, has anyone said pew pew? 
lately. Not. Whoa. Oh, dear. See, I got it. I got it right here. It's fine. I got a little. Dude, this is, see, this is what happens. You go too hard making jokes. You start talking about Madonna and your nose bleeds. Yeah, do, do you need some plastic in your face? Wow, that was. Oh. Oh. That tastes good. That iron tastes good for you? No. <laughs> Haven't had a bloody nose since, like, last Did it, are we Little guy, or are we gushing over here? I don't know. I don't think it's much. I don't think it's much. Uh, Jim Choi says the a the Astros. Yeah, they dominate. Yeah, what an ass kicker. Uh, Jeff Woodward. Uh, my overlords are forcing me to say TikTok is amazing and everyone should use it. Okay. 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 Uh, I'm an IT engineer. Seriously, run from TikTok. I'd love to. I don't know. Like, what's the... Yeah, what, what's, what's, what's the deal here, man? You know. I feel fine. Uh, Monty, get a little excited. The Botox gods are not happy. No, they're not. <laughs> no, they are not. The Monty Show. NBA Talk on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. It has been so fun to watch Mrs. Monty interact with Triday Trading and work with her coach and go through this this um, you know this this membership and see the way that they teach. I love the fact that they give you the ability to simulate trades so that you can touch and feel the software, the process, look at the indicators, use their system, their proprietary system to learn how to trade. Man, it's a game changer at Triday Trading, you guys. It is challenging, but man, it is rewarding because when you use their system, it is almost a failsafe. Like you're, you're just taught exactly what the climate you need to be operating in. They provide it for you. They give you that. They give you high-level coaching. It is so much fun to watch it all happen because I've heard about it and I've seen it and Alema has come on and talked about it, but now watching Mrs. Monte go through the process, dude, it's a game changer. It is absolutely a game changer at TridayTrading.com. All of the excuses you've made in your life about, hey, I hate my job, or I'm tired of going back to the office, or I'm just unhappy, TridayTrading.com. You have nothing to lose. It's a $10 charitable donation that gets you a 30-day trial membership. What do you have to lose? That's the biggest question that I have. And my answer is you have nothing to lose. So let's get after it. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the $10 charitable donation. You give $10, they give you the entire program. And the process works as you make your charitable donation. You go to Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Sign up, make your charitable donation. They assign you a coach and you get right to work on your schedule in your time. And it is, you guys, it has been so much fun to watch. Hook it up, Tridaytrading.com. Um, let's see. Mr. Downtown says, man, I miss Vine. It Vine. It was the TikTok of the 2010s. Yes, yes. it was, dude. Yes, it was. I love it. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Spurs Thunder, which Skeletor gets hurt first? I got to tell you guys, watching Victor Wambanyama, I think he has already exceeded some expectations. There's no doubt about that. Right. But I think you you're looking at OKC. How are you not looking at them as a very serious contender in the West? Their athleticism, you look at Chet Holmgren, dude, he looks ready to blow people up. I think he is, he is going to have a massive season. And he's going to be that guy that's going to win Rookie of the Year in year two. He's going to be that guy that if they go deep, deep, deep into the Western Conference, 
he's that guy that has the potential to be a dark horse MVP candidate. He's that good. And everybody will talk about Shea Gilgis Alexander is their best player. I'm telling you now, if Chet is going to be the guy we saw this week, Jake, I think there's no doubt he can be an MVP candidate. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, Chet is Chet has, you know, big time efficiency. And I think that's the thing that if you're an OKC fan, you should be really excited about. This is a team that, you know, obviously is is, you know, right in that playoff picture last year, uh, you know, competing, doing everything that they can do. Uh, but they didn't have Chet. And and I think Chet is somebody who obviously breaks a game open, can single handedly you know, stretch a lead to 10 points in a, in a matter of a minute. Like, this is somebody who can make a big difference. And and I think the, the biggest difference watching most of this Spurs OKC game, the biggest difference I saw between Chet and, and Victor is just Chet's a little... Chet is smaller, obviously. But when we talk about him being smaller, he's still big for his athleticism. And I think the fact that he's just a little bit smaller than VW allows him to play the game in more ways. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Victor Wambanyama. I like the reports that he's put on some weight. I don't see a huge gain in weight, honestly. Like, yeah, sure, maybe put on a few pounds. He largely looks like the same guy to me, though, physically. And I think the thing I really liked about his game is he was getting after it. I didn't see any hesitation. I didn't see any, uh, you know, unwillingness to put his body on the line. So one of those that steal where he's at the top of the key and reaches to the middle there. That's a great steal. Obviously, you know, him in transition is out, outstanding. So to me, I look at this guy and I say, okay, VW needs to learn how to get fouled the way that Austin Rivers, uh, Austin Reeves learned how to get fouled last year. Austin Reeves went through this thing where he learned how to play the game the way James Harden was playing it in the paint and at the rim. So he was regularly getting fouled, consistently getting fouled and getting to the line. And I think if Victor Wambanyama does that, he's going to have a lot more opportunity to play the game in different ways. But the point remains, his offensive game is not going to be an issue. He will be effective that way. Yeah, you know, totally 20, 20 points in, uh, what, what is he at here, 17 minutes or 19 minutes, I think it was, whatever he had. Yeah, 20 points, 19 minutes. Like, he's fine offensively. The issue is going to be defensively. And that my biggest concern is that when we get to the regular season, all teams are going to do is they're going to switch him, and then teams are guys are going to get physical with him. NBA players, even even guards who have huge size discrepancy with VW, understand how to play physically, how to get fouled. So on the offensive end, VW has to get better at getting fouled. But on the defensive end, how do you play defense without fouling against starters in the league? Yes, he had some chase down blocks last night after a guy got by you. Totally agree he can do that. But against starters, frontline guys, how is he staying in the game? That's my question. Yeah, and I, I think I think I think both these guys. If you look at Victor Wambanyama, if you look at Chet Holmgren, those I, I think Victor is gonna have to show he can do that in the long term. I have no doubt about Chet, and I'm probably too far in on Chet. I love it. I think the guy is going to absolutely murder people. And I think when you look at his physical build, he's just a different physical player than he was a year ago. He is a completely different player. And I think when you look at um, SGA, Williams, you look at the way that that team's built, dude, it is going to be very difficult to deal with OKC. Yeah. But you brought up, you brought up AR-15, Austin Reeves. 
Now, that's a dude that's ready to rock and roll. Uh, I think, and I know, oh, man, Texas is back. Well, so are the Lakers. And Anthony Davis and Austin Reeves seem to be awfully chummy. Anthony Street Clothes Davis. And that, that's, that roster, and I'm going to say the words that nobody wants to hear me say, if they can stay healthy, oh, dear. I, the Lakers are going to be a top seven team in the West. So when the when Anthony Davis only plays forty games, because you know that's going to happen, that's not going. He's going to play eighty two games, and <laughs> he'll play thirty five minutes a night, eighty two games. It's going to be amazing. Right. It'll be the single greatest thing we've ever seen. Right. Uh, I agree. He's probably going to play fifty five, sixty games. But I would also remind you that they have Gabe Vincent, D'Angelo Russell, Rui Hachimura is still on that team, Christian Wood, Cam yeah. Reddish. Rob Polinka deserves a lot of credit for adding depth to this team. Jackson he, Hayes. He's, he's, he's absolutely, positively, you know, b- brought in insurance policies for Anthony Davis. This team uh, uh, has more ways to win ball games now when Anthony Davis isn't playing. And I think that's ultimately what – what uh, what Rob Polinka needed to do this offseason. You didn't need to make any splash acquisitions. You just needed to go out and elongate that bench because if you do that and you give Darvin more ways to win a game and you give LeBron more guys who can make a three, you're going to win probably eight to ten more games this year than you did last year without Anthony Davis. I, I agree. I just I think when you look at the Suns and you look at the Western Conference, I think that's a team you've been you have to be excited about. You look yeah. at Devin Booker, I think Book and KD with with, and again Brad Beal is a guy that I think there's a lot of unknowns about, but a point to prove. But a point to prove, and you look at the way they played in Game One. They've got the Nuggets tonight. I I, I think every game they play together is going to be huge. I look at the I look at the Utah Jazz. Like, one of my biggest questions about the Jazz is who's their starting five? And Jazz fans were freaking out the other night on Twitter and in our members-only group about, where's Jordan Clarkson? Oh, my God. Is it? It's game one of the preseason. Are we really concerned? And I would not be surprised if Jordan Clarkson did not start at two-guard for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. I would not be surprised by that at all. Because, again, I think... He's going to get moved. There, there's no question about that. He is going to get moved. And is Jordan Clarkson starting for the Jazz what's best for the Jazz? No. I don't think it is. No. I really don't think it is. And it's game one of the preseason. Right? Let, we, we have to let that play out. But you look at you look at Colin Sexton. I thought Colin Sexton looked great the other night. Watching him run up and down. He looks good. Markinen looks good. Like, I'm excited to see how Keontae George bounces back tonight because he did not have a good night shooting in game one. But Ochai, I think Talon Horton Tucker's got a real chance to start for this team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's a long-term part of it. I don't. Taylor Hendricks, I need more. Every single game, I need more and more and more. But are the Jazz a top five team? They're not. No. They're a play-in bottom of the, bottom of the Western Conference Playoff positions kind of team. Yeah, but they're a team that 
if they stay healthy, they could make their way through the plan to get into a series, though, I think. I, I think they're better. I would agree. Better this year, but not a straight-up playoff team. And I think they'll out-athlete some guys, Yeah. right? But you look at who's part of it and who's not. I, I just don't think Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton and THT, I don't think those are long-term pieces here. I don't. You don't have the, I don't know, if you look at, younger teams that have grown like again OKC like you don't have the depth that that an Oklahoma City has you know and and you look at what they've built and you look at SGA and obviously Josh Giddey and Lugans Dort is not part of the long-term fit on that on that roster he's he's not he's not he's not gonna be right I mean you have you have I think Isaiah Joe's gonna earn a lot of time I, I don't know how you how do you go about keeping him off the floor for a guy that's 24 years old and somebody that I think is is going to be a real difficult guy to keep off the floor? I'm not going to keep playing Lugans Dort. And unfortunately, they paid him an extravagant amount of money, but he's not a long-term part of that team. Yeah. Every young, growing, emerging team. And I would actually put OKC a cut above that because I think they have a chance now to be a top-five team in the West. Mm-hmm. But they, every young emerging team has that guy that's not that guy or guys who's not part of it. Right, of course. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how all that shakes out. But I, I think this has been, this has been one of the better preseasons. Like I need to see a whole lot of Chris Porzingis. Yeah, because goddamn, did he look good? Yes, he did. He looked like a guy that had his energy back. You know, we hadn't. I I don't feel like we've seen this kind of Chris Stapps since he was a Nick, and I think that that obviously he was a young guy back then. So I, I hope he's able to stay healthy because if he is, I think he brings a tremendous dynamic to that be team. be huge. Yeah. Would be huge. But I don't know. I think there's a lot. What are you guys uh, What are you guys looking for in the NBA? What are you looking for in the preseason? Kevin the Destroyer. Go Thunder. Yeah. I like it. Um, Jeff Woodworth says, Victor, wombin your mama. Right. That's Victor's a, wh- the way. Why would you say something like that, man? I mean, he deserves your respect. Right. <laughs> Victor Wombin, your mama is, I'm, never mind. You all know. Johnny Gonzalez, Gonzaga's own Chet Holmgren. Gonzaga. Gonzaga. You guys I are like trying, Gonzaga. You're trying to get us in trouble. Chet Holmgren signed Jake. Okay. Okay. I don't know what that means. Program. But Chet Holmgren's a good player. Uh, Jeff Woodward, Chet Holmgren better than Mike Holmgren. Eh, I don't know. Mike's got a hell of a three-point shot. Mike. You know. James, Victor from San Antonio should be four, not five. Put a larger dude in there as a center and let Victor be outside where he can shoot from three. Yeah. He's going to have to build his body to do that. He will. Uh, it's Pea Bottle Tuesday? No. No, it's not. There's not a chance in the world. Uh, I'm not doing it. Well, Anthony Davis won't play a full season, so there's that. Yeah. Okay. He will play less than 50 games. I think that's the over-under, honestly. 50, in my opinion, is the over-under. Bob Smith, Victor Wampum Yamama. Right. Jeff Woodworth, Victor Wambin Yamama's security guard broke Brittany. Okay. (laughs) This feels aggressive now. Taylor Smith, uh, what is the goal with the show? How many followers of our show? As many as possible. Yeah, I don't really. We don't. I don't know that we. Fifty thousand by the end of the year. Yeah, that's our only goal. It's fifty thousand by the end of the year. 
Why? What makes you ask? Uh, Conference Commissioner uh, Salty Drunk. Monty, I get you have a love affair with AR-15 and the Lakers. But in all honesty, who do you think is more important to their uh, respective team? Giddy or AR-15? It's not close. Austin Reeves is integral to the Lakers' success. If he gets hurt, if he's not there, why do you think they paid him? Yeah, and I think for OKC, it's it's not giddy. I, I think he's a supplemental player to their success. I think it's SGA and Chet. I think those two guys are going to power your offense, and then I think Giddy's that guy that comes off the wing, uh, you know, two to three out of every five possessions, seven possessions, and gets you one. You know, and but, but what the, do you yeah. have in Case and Wallace? What do you have in? I mean, obviously, you know, Jalen Williams, Kenrick Williams, Isaiah Joe. Like you have a nice supporting staff. Without SGA and without Chet Holmgren, you don't have a team. Yeah. Without LeBron, AD, and AR-15, as you like to call them, without Austin Reeves, you don't have a team. Yeah. Period. That's it. He's so integral to their ability to play fast. He's tough. He finishes at the rim. And he, did you see the shootout he got into the other night? Like, I mean, he can shoot. Yeah, with Cam Thomas. He, he can legitimately shoot you to a win. And even if that's his only skill, which it's clearly not, Austin Reeves' ability to shoot the three is unbelievably important to that team. Yeah, and again, I I know we did this all last year, man, and and it's not nothing personal to you. Y- you like Giddy a lot more than we do, and that's fine. I, I'm not even saying that Giddy's a bad player. He's not. He, he's a great player for them, but but I think Austin Reeves, in terms of importance and necessity, is just a cut above. And where he plays in the spotlight, there's no yeah. pressure to win in OKC. Yeah. There is no, there is no spotlight. There is no pressure. Because they're still a young team. I mean, I, again, I, I'm the guy saying that SGA is pushing to be the best shooting guard in the league right now, right? But there's some guy named Steph who's still getting all that love. So SGA is going to be here a long time. That OKC roster needs to continue to grow. But for it to grow, what do we need to see? Well, we need to see Chet play 70 games, 75 games. You know, whatever, anything over 70, I think, is a huge win for Chet this year. Totally agree. Rookie of the year or not, and I agree. I think Chet's going to win the rookie of the year. Uh, but rookie of the year aside, all that matters this year is you make the playoffs and Chet plays 70 games. You do those two Stay things, healthy. you're good to go. Stay healthy. Boss Frog, I'm a big Rockets fan, but not much to discuss there. Oh, contraire. I think when you have Fred Van Vliet, Sangoon is still there, Dylan Brooks, Jalen Green, Fred Van Vliet, Ammon Thompson, stud. The vision that Ammon Thompson Dude, has showed is ridiculous. Jay Sean Tate can play. Mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore, I think Cam Whitmore is out to show people that they were wrong about him. I think they're actually going to be massively improved. And I think when you have a guy like Fred Van Vliet leading your offense, you're going to be a lot more organized. You are going to run offense. You're not just going to run the ball up the floor. And obviously, the drama has been put aside in Houston. So I, I just think you're you're in a much better place there. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, Bally Sports sucks. Well, but there's, I think there's a lot changing there. I wouldn't, wouldn't say that Bally Sports sucks. I think Bally Sports is going through a tremendous, tremendously difficult period. Yeah. And they're losing so many... I, I, Every NBA, NFL, every local team, or every team's going to be local outside of the NFL. And I think it's in baseball, certainly in the NBA. I think the NHL, 
Washington announced a deal today uh, for the Mystics, Capitals, and Wiz. MSG has a deal with the Knicks. Yeah. What, Knicks and Islanders, I think it is? Uh, I believe the Knicks and Rangers. What am I talking and about? I, I think the Devils Knicks are and Rangers. part of that, too, though. I don't think they are. Knicks and no. Rangers, no, because, no. At Madison Square Gardeners, Garden, hello, Madison Square Garden is Knicks and Rangers. Um, but you look at the, the models now, you look at Phoenix. I mean, it's just a matter of time. It is just a matter of time. The Jazz have it now. Yeah, so the, the MSG, Coyotes. The MSG deal was the first one that really rolled out, and I think they did it right just because of the regionality. Who are of, the te- the three teams? It's, Knicks, it's four teams. It's Knicks, Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and Sabers. Five teams. My apologies. Five teams. Really? Yeah, it, because because again, it's not the it's not it's not the building. It's MSG Network, right. Which carries which, all of them. Which Jimmy Dolan, yeah, who owns the Knicks and Rangers, yeah. owns MSG. Yeah. So, it, but my point with that is just that. Hey, you're seeing like the Golden Knights do this. Obviously, like you just said, Washington. Like you're gonna see all these teams. Uh, the Jazz did it. All these teams are gonna roll out a package that says, "Hey, pay this much and you get every game." It's that simple. Who did? Oh, the Coyotes. The just Coyotes did it with Script Sports. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. So I, I don't. It's not that Bally Sports sucks, dude. The industry fell out from underneath them. The, the the days of teams, you know, reaping huge rights fees from regional cable networks are over. That's done. It's over. You it, you just can't sustain it. You can't sustain it. Yeah. Van Vliet and Brooks need to live up to their contracts, and you're right. They desperately need a big. 100%. Sangoon, Sangoon can play. I'm telling you, Sangoon I mean, can play. But he's a hybrid four. You know, he's that guy that's quicker than he is big. And I think that, that obviously they're going to play fast, but – that their biggest thing is not even yeah they need a big but that's pretty low on the priority thing honestly but, uh, Jabari Smith, a uh, Jock Lawndale, they have those guys who play the right kind of basketball in the NBA at the five now. Yeah, and Jock did good work in Phoenix. Absolutely. The difference is you can't have how many, you know, what did DeAndre Ayton call himself? Dominating. Dominate. How many guys like? They're, he's not dominating. Yeah. Right? You have to be able to play defense and offense. And anymore, unless you can shoot the three at the five, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, Anthony Davis. If you look at Denver, they might be the best example of this. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Nikola Jokic is the MVP of the league multiple times now, by some people's account, even last year. Um, because he, he doesn't play a traditional five. Rudy Gobert's a complete bust in one of the worst contracts in the history of the NBA for a reason. Yeah. He can't play that way. And I think I think Alperin Sengun can really play. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see that. Uh, I can't believe I am saying this. I agree with Kevin, an OU fan. Bally Sports sucks. MLB needs to make a deal with you, YouTube TV. Simply a matter of time. Yeah. Simply a matter of time. Um, it's fair. Any speculation on Kansas's punishment tomorrow? I think Bill Self's in real trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's in real, real trouble. Real trouble. And I don't know how you fix that. Because I don't know. I don't want to speculate. I don't, I don't wanna I don't wanna speculate. I think Bill Self is in a lot of trouble. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 
And again, I don't know how you fix it. Uh, all right, non-sports story of the day. Um, don't forget, Bucked Up, buckedup.com, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Let me put it in the description. Um, let's see. Here is your free Bucked Up shaker and supplement samples. Go get it. Absolutely free. They'll send it right to your front door. Uh, hook it up, buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Uh, Conference Commissioner Salty Drunk, stick to football, guys. I think you underestimate how valuable Josh Giddy is to creating for, for the overall team. It's your opinion, dude. Don't tell us what to stick to. I don't understand why you get so pissed about just because I think Austin Reeves is better than your Australian sensation, we should stick to football. Like, it's, it's okay to have a different opinion. And you get so upset about Josh Giddy. Oh, I can't believe you'd speak ill of the dead. It's Josh Giddy. He's a good player who's not a central figure to their success. Take Austin Reeves off the Lakers. Take DeMar DeRozan off the Bulls. Take Drew Holiday off the Bucks. Take Josh Giddy off OKC. It's a it's you have guys you can go to who can put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Without without Austin Reeves, that whole system falls apart because they don't have a guy like him who can do what he does. I just don't know why you get so upset about it. I've never understood it. Um Greg Hawkins, yeah, guys, stick to EPL. Did you guys see the David DeHair story today? You probably didn't. The the free agent uh goalkeeper from late Man United who's a free agent, is back training in Manchester, England and does not have a job in soccer, wants to play in the Premier League. Fascinating. Uh, Aaron uh, Wilson, stick to Savannah Bananas. Those bats are so hard. It's amazing. <laughs> Jim Choi, it's all good. Monty is a season AS. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you guys take your phones into the crapper? Okay, there. We transitioned nicely. Um, <laughs> I just don't know why we can't have legitimate conversations where I feel one way and you feel another and somebody can't not insult somebody. Like I, I've never understood that. Yeah. And we, we started with this in politics and we just, we've lost the ability, unfortunately, we've lost the ability to to have conversations anymore. Yeah, and it just, I, I'm not. It annoys me. I'll be honest. We're not, we're not going to do Josh Giddy versus Austin Reeves all season. I'm just going to tell not you right it. now. We're not, we're not doing that all year. We I'm got bigger fish it. to fry. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you take your phone in the crapper? Yes. <laughs> yes. Every single time. So a new study out says it could be killing you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this study, this study says, and it is possible for it to kill you, but more likely what will happen is most of us take our phone into the bathroom and Q we'll Janus. Right. And we'll get to the cleanliness portion in a second, which in my opinion is worse than the health portion. But but the issue is is we sit here, we take our phone, we're on the crapper, and what do nine out of ten of us do? Okay, we're gonna lean over onto our forearms and look at our phone. Tell me you don't do it. Oh. I thought this was going to be a squat versus lean thing. No, no, no. Tell me you don't sit on the toilet and then lean over and your forearms are on your legs and your phone's in your hand. Absolutely. We all do it. Yep. And so the issue with that is that if you do this for 15, 20 minutes, let's say, uh, on the crapper, 
this can lead to bad to bad butthole health. Literally. I'm not even joking. And the issue is, is that when you sit at that angle, it it uh it basically makes the veins around that area expand, which puts more blood to that area, which leads to really bad things for you. And you can go read about it. We don't need to get crazy with it, but basically that's the health side. The cleanliness side, which I think is far worse. When's the last time any of you have cleaned your phone screen? Last time yesterday. any of you... Okay, you did yours yesterday. Yep. So I can't... I, I haven't cleaned my... I probably... I own a 13 Pro Max, which is about to be a 15 Pro Max. I've probably cleaned my phone three or four times in three years. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, there's Dude, just I, not a lot of reason to clean I it. I clean my... Because, well, it's horrendously dirty. Uh, I clean my phone once a week, at least. I have uh, Clorox wipes. I'm an obsessive Clorox you wipe are. user. You are, yeah. I clean my phone once a week. Okay, well, that's and you. You're the one-off example. I, I rub it out the face. And, okay. Okay. Dude, what are you... Dude, are you, are you kidding? Grow are, up. You, you're, you're, you're really going to say that on this show. Macaque. I, <laughs> I, I can't wow. give you a free pass when you roll out like that. Wow. Anyway, uh, okay, continue. I, I take the Clorox wipe, and I clean the face of my phone and the camera lens as well. Because I agree with the, the here, but here's my question. How is your phone getting fecal matter on it? Well, because when you flush, all the germs go into the air, which is why they tell you to close the toilet seat okay, when you so, flush. Oh, I, I did not know, is that true? Yeah, so when you flush your toilet, most people don't know this, when you flush your toilet, it, it, it pushes germs into the air. Well, and it doesn't, I, I am not the guy that sits in on the pot for like an hour reading. Now, I also have been a guy that's had a magazine or newspaper basket next to my, <laughs> my toilet for I don't know how long since I've been an adult, mm -hmm. right? But I think it's really interesting that people are getting fecal matter on their phone. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to go out of your way, dude. You got to work hard, bro. And what this tells me is you're wiping while your phone's in your hand, and that's oh, absolutely on. disgusting. Stop. That's absolutely nobody, disgusting. Nobody dude. does that. Oh, no. Nobody I think does a lot that. of people do it. Depending on the bathroom I'm in, and usually I don't like I don't like offloading anywhere but home. Yeah, on the throne, dude. I can't can't be offloading in public. Right. So yeah. I try not to. Yeah. But I usually like where I usually offload not at home has a bench. Right. I'll put my phone and keys and dude wipes on the bench, mm -hmm. and squat, clean, dispose, flush. That simple, right? Like, I'm not holding my phone like, hey, let me take a look down there, dude. <laughs> I'm not standing on a mirror guy. That's right. not happening. Right. I don't know how people are getting butt flakes on their phone. Butt I would, flakes. I would love to understand that. If somebody would like to explain, oh, please, so I am please all ears. please learn the lesson and, okay, sure, take your phone to the bathroom. Probably shouldn't, but we all will. Don't sit on the pot for like 20 minutes, 10 minutes. Cap it. Greg Hawkins, exactly right. This is why you need a bidet. Well, wow. dude, I'm I'm getting closer and closer and closer. Uh, J.K. Marshall, bad booty hole health sounds like a millennial thing. Hugh Janus, Mr. Downtown, colon cancer, dude. Please don't joke about get a colonoscopy. That. Please don't man. joke about that, man. Get a colonoscopy. J.K. Marshall, two holes back to front. This guy. No, I'm not back um, to front, dude. It's not funny. Clint Mose. It is. It actually is. And I'm not. Moses? That's Moses. 
Uh, I trust two holes on this topic. Uh, Jim Choi, I used to clean my phone daily during the pandemic and screen literally came off my iPhone. Oh, that's not good. Uh, Bob Smith, no one is that coordinated. Have you ever dropped your phone in a toilet? No. If it's, if there's other, if you drop your, your phone in an unflushed toilet, do you go in for it? <laughs> Kinda, you, oh yeah, you have to. But you got no, you, you got to cover your hand, dude. I am not. What are going you filing in. a claim? Yep, lost it. I have full Apple Care and replacement coverage. Nah, I don't know where my phone is. Go ahead and find mine. Yeah, it's on the East Australian Current. After I yeah. flushed it down the toilet. Yeah, it's downtown <laughs> in the sewer line. <laughs> Things a piece of. Sh- uh, never mind. Anyway. <clears throat> Johnny Gonzalez, Monty, I always hit the clean phone button before entering all poopers. Dude. Okay, who, so. Who doesn't? Who doesn't take their phone to the bathroom? We all do. Yes, you do. By the way, I'm getting my new iPhone next week, and now I'm getting the email, schedule a session with an expert. Yeah, I didn't do that. I'm, no, I'm an iPhone veteran, dude. Don't tell me I don't know how to work an iPhone. It is, you guys, the new iPhone's pretty pimp. And but again, it's me. And as we, you know, a pimp's gonna pimp, right? Um, so you know, and stuff. But my point is, the I, the new iPhone's pretty nice. It's smaller, it's lighter. The camera is absolutely game changing, game changing. Mister Downtown, Jake, you don't clean your phone. You gotta have Cheeto dust all over it. Yeah, dude, Boom. you know me. You know me. Boom. Cheeto dust all over it. Boom. No doubt about it. Aaron uh, Wilson, front or back butt flakes? Stop, dude. No. Chuck B, bidet talk. Us Americans need this. Yes, we do, Chuck. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely an important conversation. I mean, again, I'm just telling you, we don't think about these things. We take our phone everywhere we go. (laughs) Billy, come on. (laughs) Yeah, dude, you know. Yeah. Jake uses his phone's camera to watch how he wipes. (laughs) Well, that's gone. Let's go ahead and take a look. Whoa, whoa, hey. Hey, boy, you a little dirty down there. <laughs> That's going to be a three-flush wiper. Yeah, West Virginia fans know what something shitty looks like, don't you? Oh, what? Wow. Wow. Uh, Greg <laughs> Hawkins, I promise the bidet is the way. I'm, I'm, I'm moving towards it. U.S. Americans. Uh, ju- I just wiped my phone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> By the way, uh, while you're wiping your phone, hit the like button and subscribe, uh, please. I once dropped my phone in a Porta John at a rave in no. Manila. But that's a different story for a different day. You did not go swimming. Do not tell me that Greg, you dug that thing out. Greg, did you go and get it? Come on. Come on, man. It's fair. Quick question. My child got in trouble today saying yes, ma'am, to her teacher. Is it inappropriate to call a 30-year-old teacher ma'am when... No. No. Why, what? How old is your kid? Dude, I say this all the time. Seven years old. I say this all the time. If you're a teacher, don't make the kid's life harder. Yeah. It's not personal when they call you ma'am. Oh, he called me old. Principal's office. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. Bro, you have no idea. Maybe they're smacked in the face when they're at home and they're not allowed to say anything but ma'am. Like, what are we doing? Oh, dude. Okay. J.K. Marshall, dude, he takes a pick to make sure he got all the... Stop. 
No. No. All right, real quick before we get out of here, I need some advice. Okay. How much is too much to pay for a round of golf? That's tough, bro. So Jake is going back east for Christmas. Um, so I have to play golf myself. It, it, you know, it is what it is. He likes sex with his girlfriend. They're going back. You know. It's fine. Um, that's probably Macaque. So I'm going to play golf by myself. Well, Mrs. Monty is going to join me. So we are considering Pebble Beach. I mean, it's Pebble, man. But it's like a G, dude. But Tiger also has his par three uh, course that's a, what, a less than a mile away. That's 75 bucks. It's called the Hay. And Tiger redesigned and remanufactured it. And the other option is, okay, well, maybe we wait till the spring. Two holes and I'll go out there. You know, even though he's a back to front guy, like we'll go play golf at Pebble. That's out of the window. In all seriousness, maybe we'll do like a father-son thing or whatever it might be. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go to Vegas and golf. There's a beautiful new course in Vegas that just got re renovated. Yeah. Super excited about it. You know, it's called Reflection Bay. It's in Henderson. Like, super excited about it. Jack Nicholas signature course. Oh, yeah, it's 200 bucks uh, per, per person. So more palatable, but still expensive. It's wild to me how expensive golf in Vegas is. The win Las Vegas, one of the courses I absolutely am going to play in my life. Seven to $900 a round per person. How much is too much to pay for golf? Now, you guys know this is my entire existence. I love golf. And this is the first year where I have not been excited about snow season. Which I'm is also a shocking to me. I'm a snowboarder and I love snowboarding. I love golf 10 times more than I like snowboarding. And I'm really bummed the season's coming to an end. Like, this weekend's probably the last weekend I'll get to play at Canyons. Right. And it's really, it's a real bummer for me. But I, I just, I don't, man. Seven to nine hundred bucks at the win. A thousand at Pebble. But those are like premier resorts. Okay, is 200 too much at Reflection Bay? Mm, I think that's pushing it. It's definitely pushing it. Hmm. Johnny says, depends on the course. It's fair, says Mario Golf is boss. Okay, okay. Johnny Gonzalez, how far away gas might be worth it? Okay, so um, Vegas is a five-hour drive, and it's probably 200 bucks in gas. Um, it's probably, I don't stay in crappy hotels, so it's probably at least 200 a night. You go for three, four nights. It's going to be a holiday weekend because it's New Year's week. Right. It's going to probably cost me a G. Plus and another G. Plus another grand to play at the win. Jim Choi depends on the course. Iconic courses are once in a lifetime. They are. They are. They absolutely are. Uh, Mike Phillips, 100 is top end for a round. Boss Frog. It depends. Paid five fifty at the win and worth every penny. Paid two seventy five at Cowboys and it was a flat out awful. Yeah. Ooh. So the Cowboys course was not worth it. Glad we didn't play that. Well, it was also in one hundred fourteen degrees and it was one hundred fourteen degrees. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So the win was worth it, Boss. 
Okay. Well, like in Hawaii, like another conversation, right? Like there's courses around Hawaii you can play. One's, the one I want to play is 600 bucks. I mean, that's just a ton, man. It is. It's a lot. Uh, Greg Hawkins, I usually am okay with anywhere from 50 to 80 for 18. I like to walk, so the price are usually cheaper. The public courses here in Utah are good enough for me. Oh, I love Salt Lake County Golf is great. Absolutely. J.K. Marshall, when I played Pebble, it was around 200, 1,000. No way, yeah. It depends. Uh, Greg Hawkins, St. Andrews is a lifetime dream. I would agree. Jim Choi, if you got the opportunity to play Pebble, St. Andrews, or Beth Page, oh, there's no value. Vegas isn't worth the high price. Brendan Dooms, uh, Brandon Dooms is worth every penny. Okay. Okay. I, I, would, I would pay 1000 to play at Pebble. I would. Yeah. St. Andrews, I would pay 1000 mm-hmm. Iconic golf courses are priceless. They are. Aaron Wilson, I went to a wedding at the Wynn and got to ride in their Rolls-Royce Phantoms. Great experience. Nice. Uh, Jim Choi, go to Oregon Coast Brandon Dunes. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Uh, Wynn also has the best customer service. They do. I like the Wynn Resort a lot. That's a noticeable difference at higher-end courses, the customer service you get. (sighs) Robert Fowler, don't throw my own wisdom back at me. What do you always say, Monty? It's once in a lifetime. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Chuck B., Getting close to PXG Wedge Talk. I'll wait. Dude. (laughs) (laughs) PXG Wedge is the best in the business. Yes, dude. Uh, J.K. Marshall. Brandon Dunes is awesome. Conference Commissioner Salty Drunk. Thanks for the toilet topic. Best part of the show. So wait, is that the Laker talk? Or I'm confused. Toilet. Okay. Johnny Gonzalez, golf is a mental game, and if I pay too much, I play like a phone dropped in a porta potty at a Manila rave. Dude. That's something I'm working on. I I need the Brooks Kepka. Every shot in golf is usually a miss. You only make one shot per hole. Yeah. Yeah. I can be too competitive. And I'm work I I it's a huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. Huge thing. Yeah. Boss Frog, final comment at the win last week and had a wild run at the Baccarat tables. They were going to charge me to get their money back. <laughs> My guy. We got, yeah, we got to. Mm, we got to hook up, man. We got to hook up. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. You guys, if you can, please donate to their Halloween costume uh, for Homeless Kids Drive. There it is right there. That is their Venmo. I really appreciate you guys, and I know that we try never to ask you guys to to do anything financially. This is a big deal to me. It's very personal to me. I am a big believer in in keeping kids as innocent as possible for as long as possible. And if you're a homeless 10-year-old and you don't have a Halloween costume or a bag to collect candy, that's not Halloween. A dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever you have, please consider donating in the comment section on Venmo. If you could put Monty Show Halloween, that'd be great. If not, just put Homeless Halloween, whatever you want. Please donate to the advocates. They are trying to give homeless kids uh, the best Halloween possible, and I'm here for it, man. The advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.